Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hands and Harry. How is everybody out there in internet land doing? We hope you are doing well. Uh, I don't know. It's it, It's only been two weeks, but it feels like an eternity since our last episode, which was our uh, March Madness Best Disney Songs bracket. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, but I don't know. I, I'd say the last two weeks have been pretty super. Uh, what do you think, Harry? How you doing? Um, you could say it's it's uh it's gone the distance. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, these, true. Uh, you know, that's uh the movie you ride and die for. Uh, the song you ride and die for. I got a lot of <laughs> feedback uh, about that, Papa. That you uh, you know, you you showed your hand a little bit, and people were like, "Really, that song?" So, um, you know, I tend to agree um with them in regards to that. But I'm doing well. I'm excited for our pod tonight. It uh, it's it's a going to be a good one i feel um not as much fun as the march madness bracket but uh i kind of enjoyed that hopefully we can do that again next year um i've already got topics in the brain of what we could go for so we'll just do it once a year it'll become a staple it'll save uh two weeks worth of planning for us um it'll be great no nah, man let's just do it once a month we'll do april madness and may madness oh, and wow okay <laughs> interesting great job yeah let's beat it right to death yeah. <laughs> um, hands how you doing pal Good. I love that idea, and we should just do. We should actually like have madnesses for like the most obscure things. So like not like you could do like best movie fights, but that like top mm. movie fights, but then like do like best like th- like third supporting character and just mess with people. And then like by the time like a half hour into the podcast, people are gonna be like, "What are they talking about?" Like, <laughs> love it. Only the why giving, away, cuts. giving away all the ideas. Giving away. Yeah. All the why ideas. are we talking about Lord Farquaad from Shrek? So. <laughs> Um, which you know, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Um, we are, you know, we're in April. It's, it's getting, it's, it's this year is, is, is tugging along. We're, we're coming up on, I guess, summer movie. I don't know if it's called summer, summer release schedule, like summer movie season, summer whatever mover season. Yeah, there you go. Se- se- whatever, a summer movie season. You haven't been which, out. Have you been out of a game that long? I mean, come on, man. It's, it's the same time dude, every I, year. I, like, May rolls gotta, around. I know, but it's just that's what I'm saying. Like. I feel like the summer movie season starts in like February now. We talked about that before, but now, you know, we're, you know, now it's when the, we get that fast and furious and mission impossible. Mm. Um, all those like big blockbuster stuff coming out. So yeah, it's, uh, it's creeping up, but doing good. I'm getting ready to have, uh, to have my own little, um, man of the house moment. Uh, I'm, my family's going to Disney world soon. Uh, for a I, thought week. Grow- I thought you were growing. I thought you were growing up. Congrats. No, no, this is not a, uh, this is not a coming of age yeah. story. It's this is, it's, you're going to be returning to your childhood <laughs> and playing me. games until three in yeah. the morning. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, all those times that we're gaming till like three, four, um, I'm back. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, but now getting, getting excited for that. You know, it's, it's been a while since I, I I've lived alone, so it's going to be weird. Yeah. What a throwback. Yeah. I know, right? I get caught up on all the shows that I've been neglecting. Oh, lovely. What a yeah. time for you. This sounds That's great. right. I'll probably, just, I'll probably just sleep the whole time, to be honest. Just get caught up on sleep. <laughs> Balancing. Oh, man. I Yeah, I wouldn't even know where to begin if I had that luxury. So I still don't. I'm, like, planning out where I'm going to eat, like, certain places I'm going to eat because it's, like, you got that Steve Steaks going. Mm, mm, keep it. A couple it, other places. Going. Maybe yeah. two nights. Maybe two, three. Some, we'll get see. some wing stop going. Some wing stop a couple nights. Uh, yeah, yeah it's gonna be nice. Go, go to Karen's. Get some Karen's right, wings. So, Karen's so the next pod uh, topic is gonna be Hans's itinerary during his that's, vacation. I think that's that's the day. Yeah, that's the day that uh, that uh, my wife and son come back. So if I'm sad that night, 
And, that, and that's why. We'll know why. <laughs> Greg, sounds like slumber party at uh, Hands is uh, bringing back. Oh, I'm in, dude. Let's get some, uh, some COD tournaments, uh, local yeah. multiplayer. Yeah. Love it. Just, just like old times. Yes. Uh, well, we are glad that you are here, as always. Um, it it wasn't a uh, overly exciting week for movies beyond the big one, Super Mario Brothers, that we're going to talk about. How dare you. Uh, but there has been some some comings and goings in Hollywood as far as news. So uh, we figured we'd we talk about some of the the latest stuff going on. So Hans, what it what's, what's throw it to off our, in your brain? Throw it off. Throw it to the man on the street, Hanratty. Yes, uh, Hollywood correspondent Hans. Hollywood Hans. There he is. <laughs> and in, in in good nature, he's <laughs> muted. So yeah, uh, starting, off, yeah. starting <laughs> off on fire. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> this is going great. This is, uh, this is Hollywood Hans reporting live, and uh, you can't hear me. Uh, oh well, see you later. This, yeah, well, mic on. <laughs> you should have just let me go. There would have been like, like been like un, like a minute of silence before nah. I realized that you guys I think were not you, talking to me. You would have hated us even more if we let you go. <laughs> we should have just nodded approvingly. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No. So yeah. So the you know just to start off the big um news for this weekend uh, in terms of movies was the box office um super mario brothers which is gonna you know we're gonna jump into that in a little bit uh opened up to 204 million dollars domestic which is uh i honestly nowadays crazy to think that movies are doing that um you know but movies are back so and and i would not think a couple months ago that that this was gonna be um what the biggest animated movie opening of all time at 204 million now you can give a little bit to the Easter weekend, a little bit of push yeah. for that, but um, you know, like I kind of used that to justify it. But then my other justification was other animated movies came out on other holidays, and um, yeah, Super Mario killed it. Uh, you know, at two hundred four domestic and was like three hundred seventy seven inter- um, internationally, which um, both are huge numbers. Um, and I, you know, I in my opinion, I don't see any slowdown coming. Um, I you know, as we jump into our thoughts on the movies. Um, I feel like this was a movie that a lot of people and a lot of fans of video games were, were waiting for, for a long time. Um, you know, we got a, we got a proper Sonic movie a couple years ago at two of them. Um, I think that kind of got the hype up and, and I think Super Mario Brothers is a topic that, you know, it, it's been a while since we got anything, any non-video game content from, from that property. Last thing I can, th- the only thing I can think of was, the movie with with Lake Wazamo and Bob Hoskins, maybe an animated. Uh, I don't know if the animated movie. I think with um, Lou Albino was. Uh, I don't know if that came out. The before. TV show. The TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yes, which I have. Uh, um, that was. I do that own was out a, previous. Yeah, I do own a VHS of one episode of that somewhere in my house. God um, bless you. You're a lucky man. One, it's the King <laughs> Arthur version. Um, it's a great episode. But um, yeah, I, 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 you know, just I'll, I'll throw it over to you guys, just and what you guys think in in terms of where you see, like, do you see this uh, as a few, like, uh, as a telling for the future of, you know, of how movies are going? Like, do, do, I know, you know, we had a big, big opening with Avatar, big box office with Avatar two, but I'm starting to see more consistent, more consistent heavy hitters when it comes to the box office. You guys are more movie going than I am, but. Um, 
you know, I know you guys paid more closer attention to some of the some of the the box office numbers. But um, Harry, what about you? Harry, you, I, yeah, I, I I know you pay a little bit of more, probably more attention than I do. Yeah, I uh, I'm uh, always uh, shout out box office game on uh, on the internet. I play that every day, um, pretty much. So I forgot uh, about that, and it's usually a part of my Oscar trivia uh, to some some booze uh, that people don't enjoy uh, the numbers and the facts. Um, but yeah, I usually usually try to stay up on on the box office. I, I think there's a couple things you were hinting at there um, with the conversation about uh, the numbers that it did. It, it did make 204 domestically over the long Easter weekend, which came out on Wednesday, and it was, so it was a five day weekend. So it it doesn't have the highest it be because I think that's Incredibles two. I think still with 183 because I I couldn't. It was hard to find numbers on the three day weekend. Um, because the movie technically comes out on Wednesday, so they just counted it as like that long Easter one. But it did have the five, uh, the biggest five day release. Um, you know, I found an article from Variety in regards to this. It overtook 2009's Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, um, which made 200 million. Um, in in regards to that, so and it, you know, yeah, and so uh, listen, but, you know, uh, Transformers. Rise of the Beast, here we come. Um, it's the highest. It's also the highest grossing debut for Illumination, uh, beating 2015's Minions, um, and it's a three-day opening weekend of 115 million. So, and I think there's a lot of other factors where you know you're citing you know the original live action, you're citing a TV show that most people haven't seen. I mean, this reminds me a lot of, and and I, I saw another movie this was compared to with um, Jurassic World. So, a funny story back when I worked at the theater when. Jurassic World came out. Um, it was over, I think, Father's Day weekend, if I'm not mistaken. And me and Jill still tell stories to this day of how awful that weekend was and how busy it was. And when this is a weekend just like that, like you got to think, you know, the last Jurassic World movie before this was like early 2000s. It was Jurassic, you know, Park 3. Um, and it had been so many years that, you know, people who had seen the original Jurassic Park had had kids teenagers were going to come see that movie and it was just it was one of the movies that hit at the right time and i think for mario you're looking at it as a game that's been out for so long there hasn't been a proper adaptation the gregs the harry's the hands of the world who are in their mid-30s um who are going to go check this movie out you know take take their kids you know or you know take you know people who are even older than us take their young children so I think, and the Easter weekend helps. The fact that there hasn't been a kids movie since Puss in Boots came out um, helps that a lot, um, especially for a holiday weekend when most people are either taking extra time off of work. Um, I know I'm going into details with the numbers there, and I, I think a lot of that pointed to a direction of success. Um, and you know, I'm sure there was some uh, some 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 theaters that are happy now that uh, maybe they're getting behind it. But I, I did hear the Monday grosses were, uh, were still really high as well um, with that extra sometimes Monday that people have all for, but pop, I'll turn it over to you. I, I think this is something that, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if you guys saw the variety. I think there was another variety article or from maybe from the Hollywood reporter where they were like, Hey, studios are realizing that if they keep movies in theaters or have them in theaters, that uh, this will, this will actually be something that, that, uh, it works as opposed to releasing it on demand. So, well, yeah, um, I, I sent yeah. that in the group chat. Yeah. That's because where it was, I had yeah. to burn after reading me. But, yeah, uh, exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, no, yeah. I, um, you know, I, this was not shocking to me at all. I think, you know, yeah. I was a slight bit surprised that 
it was number like number one of all time for animated movie. But um, but I mean, I could kind of see it coming. I I was telling my wife um, probably like when the trailer first dropped for this that this weekend is going to be massive. And it's, order extra kids packs. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's what they call in Hollywood a four quadrant movie. You know, it hits young and old, male and female. Um, hair to your point exactly in that uh number one it was it's it's a property that hasn't had a a proper adaptation um it's an evergreen property meaning you know it's it's uh good for all generations i was trying to think of other similar properties i think maybe like not to the same level as Mario, but ninja turtles is probably up there because that's kind of stayed in the zeitgeist as well um through newer iterations um but yeah you know having those things and and aiming it towards kids having the the holiday weekend and even week because kids are on spring break right so uh all of that kind of was the perfect storm for um for this movie to to be so successful and uh you know i i also think it helps that um and and we'll get into the specifics of the movie later on but uh you know, it's fair to say that the audience scores, even though the critics weren't weren't high on it, the audiences loved it. Yeah. So that helps as well. Yeah. I was also going to say, adding really quick, uh, if we uh, we got um, when we worked for the movie theater, also we had our best weekend ever. I think for uh, back in the day, I think it was overtaken by Star Wars at some point, but it was uh, for in like 2009 when Avatar came out. Or they, they gave us like the little cubes or whatever it was. Greg, do you remember that? No, that was the Force Awakens weekend that we got those cubes. Because it was oh. like Force Awakens and like Chippendale, the Squeakwool and like, right? Wasn't uh, it all those? I thought it was the Avatar one back in 09. Well, we'll have to fact check after. We'll text yeah. some friends. <laughs> but I remember, ago, like, folks. I was, I was going to say it did have that uh, um, feeling of Alvin and the Chipmunks to me of just being like everybody you know thought it was oh force awakens and yeah that plays a big part but it's like this movie alvin and the chipmunks was actually you know a pg movie that it's like hey you can't take your eight-year-old to go see star wars or whatever you know we'll go take them to see alvin so that like i said without having a kids movie since puss in boots which came out in december um it just added up to like what are we seeing this weekend it's like we're seeing mario so and everybody uh went to go see it so I, I guess, but those cubes, are you talking about like everyone received it because it was like so busy for... Yeah, yeah. Were you there I, It then? wasn't Avatar. It wasn't Avatar because I don't, I didn't really? get one because I was there for Avatar. I was not there for, for Force Awakens and the Squeakwool for Alvin and Chipmunks. Mm, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm almost positive it was the Christmas week that Force Awakens was out. So like 2015, right. I think. But there was, a, there was a previous best day before that, I think. And I think yeah, that it, one. There was, a, yeah, there was like a best day. And I think or that weekend, was Avatar, maybe? and then hmm. then best week ever became Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I, unless if up. I had if I had that laying around somewhere, then I lost it. But I don't yeah. ever remember getting a cube. Yeah, but or anything. So honestly, I think just I thinking about it, I want to like dig it up and chuck it at the wall. Yeah, go for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, but I mean, also like that goes to the Force Awakens, where it's like it had been so long since the Star Wars adaptation, you know, was done or a Star Wars movie that you know just the audience came out and you know poured out for it right right star for are you guys like are you guys i was as i was watching this i was surprised that 
we did this wasn't a pro- like a property that we were getting hit with content left and right outside of video games because I feel like it, it's surprising to me that we it that we it took thirty years to get a a, a proper mm. Mario Brothers movie and it just I, as it was going on I was really surprised that this was never even attempted until now. I think that is <clears throat> for two reasons, um, and maybe they have something to do with each other. I think, number one, um, the abysmal uh, reviews or, I guess, reaction to the original Mario Brothers movie yeah. um, probably steered them away. And then also, Nintendo is very protective of its first-party stuff. So, like, if you look across the board, whether it's Zelda or Metroid or whatever, like, you don't you don't see adaptations of that for anything. Um, Donkey Kong, same thing. Pokemon, yes, but that's a separate thing. That's through Game Freak. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I mean, it's just... That's fair. Because I know, like Zelda, they had a series, like an animated series, for a little bit, and then they, and then um, I'm surprised Bro, that was the got... late '80s, and that was the same time as the Super <laughs> Mario Brothers Super Show. What did I say? '90s, '80s? It was a long time ago. They had a Zelda it was the late, had, '80s. Yeah, late '80s, late uh, '80s. Um, I probably have a VHS of that laying around somewhere. But um, I, I like, I'm surprised. Like, I, I can't. I am like, thank you for like. I didn't know how protective Nintendo was with that because I, I feel like movies like metroid or castlevania outside of the anime that was released on netflix that we didn't get we didn't get any of that until until the past few years yeah but castlevania isn't even like that's not a nintendo ip that's konami so like konami was all for it um but you know if you look at like the hard and fast like Nintendo properties. Uh, yeah. Star Fox like, is another one. Like you just, Excite you, you don't get any of that. Or Paperboy. Yeah, Excite Bike. Punch out. Um, Punch out. <laughs> you don't, you don't get any, any adaptations of that. I think another telling sign too, is if you look at the producers on this movie, it's Chris Melodondri from Illumination and Shigeru Miyamoto, who is the creator of Mario and, and uh, Zelda and all that stuff. And, mm. you know, he's, he's obviously a head honcho over at, Nintendo. He doesn't run the show, but he is very He's high up. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I think I am sure that they have thought about tackling this in the past, or other studios have made pitches like, hey, let's make a Mario movie. But I imagine that they they want it done right. They're very they're very much perf- perfectionist. Like we don't get a Mario game or a Zelda game every year like call of duty or madden even though they would sell oodles yeah. um those are like one maybe two per generation and that's because they put everything into making those games as awesome as they can and then they drop them yeah that's fair. yeah and i was gonna say too I, I was a sega and a playstation kid growing up so like couldn't play mario unless you had a nintendo so for me, it was it's it's something that's a gap in my uh, illustrious gaming career. But it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they don't even let like other people play their games. Like even, you know, I think of a game like MLB The Show. It's like that's now on Xbox or you think about like uh, games that transfer over to PC. It's like Nintendo's like no. And even with their prices, like Nintendo's so like, hey, they don't put like, anything on sale. You like Super Smash Brothers, you know, from five years ago. Yeah, it's still the same price. So whatever you want to buy <laughs> yeah, it. And it's price. like, OK, all right, I guess uh, I'll, I'll look into that. So 
it's um you know it, it's not surprising to me that they played this so close to the vest with waiting for the right time. I wouldn't even say the right time because a lot of things go into factors, but waiting for the right you know studio with illumination. Um, I think we can all agree the movie looked great. Um, you know, as part of the reasoning for you know them waiting so long to do something. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, next for news we have uh, over the past weekend was a big event, Star Wars Celebration in London. Uh, so we got a lot of a lot of good news coming out of Star Wars. Uh, you know, the big Is one, it? you know, we got a Just couple trailers. It. We got the Ahsoka trailer, which Ahsoka, uh, you know, she's very mainly involved in um, most people know her outside of the one episode of Mandalorian that she was in and Book of Boba Fett. Um, the Clone Wars animated show and Rebels, um, both phenomenal uh, Star Wars pieces of Star Wars um, content, which I would recommend. Uh, she's at- Ahsoka is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars, so I'm glad that she's getting her own um, her own show. So we got the full trailer for that, which is coming out uh, this year. Uh, we got a trailer for at least some um, some new footage from Jedi Survivor, which I know Greg, you are. Very excited for that, uh, which will be coming out uh, next week. This uh, very soon. Yeah, it's soon. It's definitely it's very like soon. next two weeks. Yeah. Um, and we got a couple, uh, you know, and the big announcement, which I feel like a lot of people, uh, you know, it, it's been not, I don't want to say overlooked, but, uh, you know, it's the new um, Star Wars movie coming out that's going to be um, involved with Ray. She's Daisy Ridley's coming back after, you know, uh, whatever rise of skywalker you know a lot of people thought her boyega and um that other guy who's uh, i oscar isaac i could not think of his name um, that, other oscar, guy. that other guy uh who's the the biggest name out of all of them um, harrison ford i think his name was yeah um so he yeah so she's coming back it's gonna take 15 plates 15 years after the rise of skywalker with the jedi um the jedi um order in disarray which I, it's been i feel like ever since we've known star wars i don't ever remember the Jedi with things going swimmingly. Um, so uh, I, it's interesting how they're going to do that, especially taking place 15 years after um, Rise of Skywalker. Excuse me. Not, um, I feel like, you know, it's a long time. Um, by by the time this movie comes out, it's probably gonna be 15 years before Rise of Skywalker actually comes out. So um, we also got uh, some, some um, information on a um, Dave Filoni, movie being directed which uh it sounds like it's going to be basically the tv shows being rounded up in a movie uh at least that's what i'm getting from it where you know mandalorian ahsoka and uh book of boba fett and if i'm missing one probably um andor if that's involved but um not sure i think andor might be i I don't think so yeah yeah um so i think it's going to be mainly like mandalorian ahsoka book of boba fett uh, which they're all going to lead into um, whatever this movie's going to be. I don't. We don't have titles, but uh, you know, those were the the big things I got out of um, out of Star Wars Celebration. What about you guys? Anything? I know there were a couple. Uh, oh, also the trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which um, was released. Another I, trailer. I, yeah, uh, it's all right. I, I honestly, it's kind of you know, I. I, I'm surprised they released it, but I keep always forgetting that Lucasfilm owns um, yeah. Indiana Jones, so they always sneak in Indiana Jones and Star Wars events. Um, so yeah, um, Greg, what about you? Thoughts with with with, uh, with Celebration? Anything that I that I big that I might have missed? 
Yeah, so um, I'm very much into all the things that they announced. Um, the the three movies, um, you know, a, a sequel or whatever, like a connected movie to, I guess, the the Skywalker saga with Ray. Um, awesome. Uh, Fifteen years down the line, sounds good. Um, the Dave Filoni, like Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett wrap up. Cool. Into that. And uh, the third one was um, James Mangold, who directed Logan and uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. He'll be doing a uh, a movie set at the dawn of the Jedi. So, you know, I, I texted you guys about this, but like I I love the fact that they are kind of going out into different time periods uh, within the Star Wars universe I love the fact that these aren't, you know, like they don't feel like franchise trilogy, like everything's got to be a a big three story epic. Like these are self-contained stories and let's, you know, let's, let's give the best shot that we can. And, um, did they say who was directing the Ray movie? I don't, I don't think they, uh, yeah, they did. They did. And, it wasn't a name that I was familiar with, but I will um I'll, I'll fact check this in a second. Okay, but they they have talent for the other two with with Mangold and uh, and Filoni, yeah. and I know people have been calling for Filoni to to do a a, a movie proper for years. So uh, very exciting. Um, yeah, the Jedi Survivor stuff. I've kind of been keeping my nose out of that because I want to go in, you know, kind of as free from con- uh, preconceptions as possible. Um, I know they did a panel about the acolyte and I am very intrigued for that. I was that announced at like a D23 like a year or two ago. Um I, I it might have been D23 or I or I like the last was, celebrations. That was it that might have been, been too too long ago, right? Yeah. Sounds I, I feel, about right. Well, I it might have been on there like it might I don't know. I have to figure that out. I feel like it was 2 years ago because isn't Star, is Star Wars celebration every year or one no, of them is like it's, every, it's two, every years. two or every four. I don't remember. Yeah, so I think the last one is when they they like did it because I think it was during COVID, and I remember whoever was doing the the reading off of like the the projects. I don't think it was in the middle of a crowd. I think it was just they were reading off like, oh, oh yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the next. This is the uh, a story of something <laughs> something another. Um, the acolyte. Yeah. So I mean, I'm. I'm excited for that. I, I like that they haven't given us much more than like a log line for it. Um, keep the air of mystery, but excited. Um, the Ahsoka trailer looked great. Uh, just leave it at that. And let's, um, you know, kind of uh, build some suspense. Um, Tales of the Young Jedi. I don't really care about uh, vision season two, which I think will be the closest thing I'm, I'm looking forward to. I, I, was surprised at how much I enjoyed the first season of visions. Uh, so looking forward to that. And I don't know, I think that's pretty much it. Um, you know, as far as like, uh, like newsworthy quotes or whatever, um, Kathleen Kennedy mentioned that I think she's quitting. You and McGregor was very keen on doing Obi-Wan season two, but they were going to have to find a good angle to tackle it. So that, that kind of tells me like there's no plans in the works at this time, but they would be open for it down the line. And um, the other thing she mentioned was um, 
someone had asked about the the possibility of uh Luke's Force Ghost being in the Ray movie and um I forget what the exact quote was, but the way that she worded it seemed to be like they're going to move away from that. So it it might not be present, which I mean, that's fine. Makes sense to me. Uh, you know, Luke wasn't seeing Obi-Wan 15 years after the point. Like he's still in in the old Legends continuity. He still saw Obi-Wan a little bit after Return of the Jedi, but I don't think it went on for like decades uh, and then the last thing I'll just touch on is that that indie trailer. And I got to say, I was kind of disappointed in it. Um, look, the trailer was fine. But number one, I thought they started to give away a little more of the plot. And I don't like that. And number two, I don't like that first teaser trailer hits an emotional chord just with the way it's cut and the music that they play and everything. And this second one looks more like. Oh, here's an adventure movie. Go see it. You know, like it doesn't, there's no specialness to it. So that was kind of disappointing. Um, that's my thoughts on the celebration stuff. Hair. What about you? Anything tickle your fancy? Yeah, I have a, I have a real big problem with these type of events because and I feel as though with star Wars, it's, there's a lot of, uh, you got to show me, um, that I can trust you again. Um, I've, uh, You've been hurt before. Yeah, I um the way they wrapped up the Skywalker trilogy is kind of left me, you know, Greg, I like I like what you said in regards to, you know, let's let's jump around a little bit. Let's not focus so heavily on the Skywalker saga. Um however, they ended the last movie of uh episode 9 being like I'm Rey Skywalker. So you know, that you know, doing another movie with her kind of leaves me a little bit um underwhelmed i guess like i i guess i'm like i loved her character and i'm excited to see daisy ridley get them checks and and make more ray skywalker or ray whoever she's gonna be um stuff but at the same time i'm also leery of um the movies um i think yeah but you know what i think this is a make good like i think they know they dropped the ball majorly i mean this that last movie literally put a halt to star wars movies yeah there has not been yeah. one since but, like and so i think they like they're, they're like let's give this character a proper send-off let's wrap this story up the right way can you imagine if like in the first five minutes they're like it's ray skywalker she's like no i dropped that babe like it's like <laughs> she just like you know it just call me ray I, uh, yeah i just um i i hear you greg but i'm just i'm gonna need them to show me i'm gonna need yeah, i'm gonna fair. need continuity i'm going to need a good story told to me um the shows for me you know we mentioned uh osaka i'm not a huge clone wars animated ahsoka. guy so ahsoka sorry osaka what did osaka I say? is osaka. a place in japan yeah that's what i yeah Whoops. where mr sorry. miyagi's from <laughs> yeah sorry ahsoka um no I, that's okinawa okinawa yeah oh my god we're, you guys we're, 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 yeah, you guys. there goes the train off the rails yeah. sorry everyone um anyway um, the shows have been very hit or miss for me, so I'm a little bit, you know, I'll sure will it get watched by me and my wife, you know, and will it be 40 minutes and I'll watch it as it drops? Sure. You still have me as a subscriber, Disney Plus, like don't worry. <laughs> um and you know, I just I don't know. I'm in I'm in a place with Star Wars that I don't like to be in, and I'm worried that I'm gonna get there with, you know, 
um, the next topic we're going to talk about as well, because I have similar feelings on that. Um, and Indiana Jones, you know, my thoughts, guys, I'm always a big, don't, don't show me anything else. And I agree with you, Greg, that first trailer where it's like, Hey, we're going back into the indie universe. Here's the music. Here's some scenes of him looking, you know, cool and younger. And, Oh, what is that? Who is that? What's the story going to be about? Once you start diving into like, Oh, this is what the plot is. It's like, come on. So I'll save it for anybody who hasn't watched the trailer yet. Um, in regards to if you want to check that out, um, I'll probably end up seeing it in the movie theater and be upset and be like, kind of enjoyed the first trailer um, as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm just in a place right now with Disney with, sorry, with star Wars, I should specify um, where I'm going to need you guys to give me the initial trailer. I'm going to need to hear who is attached. I'm going to need to hear what the plan is um, because otherwise I feel like we're just going to be in the same bag that we're in. Um, so um, I get it. You got to announce things to get, you know, uh, people believing in your stock and let, you know, your shareholders know that things are okay over here and this is our plan. But for this type of stuff, it, it really, it really leaves me, you know, let's take a beat. You know what I mean? And, and I don't like to be negative Nancy uh, all the time when it comes to this, this nerd stuff, because I, I enjoy it so much. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to need them to deliver, on this um, before I can crown it. Because again, if they're doing a three movie saga with her, you know, my opinion, I'm not going to be able to grade it until the last three, because I loved um, episode seven. Uh, I thought that was great. It was, you know, Hey, call it a remake of four, call it whatever you want. Um, That was great. You know, eight is divisive, but I loved it. Nine is just an absolute train wreck. So um, I don't know. What is that average? You cancel them out. You get a meh on it so um you get a i guess a semi like for me but um you know i don't know uh sorry don't want to be negative nancy but those are my takes that's fair okay and the last the news at least that i have on my end is the um another trailer drop which a big topic on our show is marvels or marvel um marvel cinematic universe and the trailer for the new upcoming release the marvels was released which uh captain marvel is a favorite movie of mine that um been big fan of since day one and uh, uh the lies just keep coming <laughs> yeah uh for those listening and, and our loyal listeners i still have not watched it um i did watch this trailer um and it you know it, i i thought this was a very bait like i i'm i'm hitting with marvel fatigue and this uh-uh. trailer kind of has not um help has not done anything um i think the only thing that's going to kick me out of this is going to be guardians of the galaxy 3 um i need that to be good <laughs> because uh i i'm like on a like i'm walking on eggshells with with marvel because it's just like i feel like i'm, I'm at one point i'm just gonna get hurt really bad um it's just the quality has just been down but um as somebody who hasn't seen Captain Marvel, I understood what was going on in this movie because it seems like, outside of characters, it seems like the storyline, like it's its own storyline. It's it's not like you know they're gonna we're gonna have Monica Rambeau and um and Miss Marvel. Um, so I, I that'll be good. So if you know if, if by then I don't have to watch Captain Marvel one to understand what's going on in this, um, but we'll see. Maybe I will by that time. Um, but just yeah, watch the it, movie. I we'll see, man. I got there's a lot of stuff I gotta watch. You got a whole week where you're not gonna have anybody to bother you, so I'm gonna I be texting you every day. 
right, whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, what's that come out? Uh, end of this year, November. November. Yeah, November. November. Yeah, Nova, early November release. Yeah, so that I believe this is the next MCU movie. So um, after Guardians, outside yeah. of Guardians, yeah, outside yeah. of Guardians. So uh, yeah, I, I I think it looks good. The special effects I think need to be cleaned up a little bit, but it's still early, so they're working on that. You know that Marvel uh, that uh, a CGI team, their special effects teams are working working late nights to get this uh, looking good. But I I, I mean I'll, I'll I'm gonna throw it over to you guys because I know I wasn't the biggest fan with Miss Marvel. I liked it, um, and then Monica Rambeau's character from WandaVision. That's like you know that's I think she was she was good in that. But as you know, you guys have seen everything involved in Captain Marvel um, and and supporting characters. So uh, yeah, Harry, what about you? I know you were like kind of alluding to something with this recently. Uh yeah. So this is, I mean, this is another another show me, but it's good. This is going to be, I think, one of the first interesting tests because you have two of the television Marvel properties. One that I think a lot of people saw with WandaVision because of just the timing of its release during COVID and all that stuff. So I think a lot of people will be familiar with um, with Monica. But um, with Miss Marvel, I, that wasn't a very popular show, even though I think me and Greg liked it. I think you were middle on, middle on it, Hands. Um, this kind of looks like the first culmination of, you know, let's see how this plays out. I'll be really interested to see how the beginning opens up if, if we get – kind of you know a summary um but this one to me is is kind of i don't want to say the first true test i might be wrong i mean i know there was um kang you know as as referenced as a villain but he kind of got a whole lead up in um in ant-man uh quantumania uh for the movie but this one it kind of looks like they were jumping right into it um so and you know, I, I don't dislike the first uh, Captain Marvel movie. I, I would say it's it's fine. Um, you know, if you if you want to be negative, um, I think there's some good things about it. Um, Brie Larson's in a weird point in her career where, like, I'm not sure what she's exactly doing. Um, I don't know if she's you know picking up a lot of Disney projects that we just aren't seeing. Um, you know, behind the scenes, but it's you know she's going to be in the new Fast movie for I don't know how many minutes. Um, and who she, you know, what exactly her character is going to be. But, uh, so I, you know, I'm, I'm going with reservations on this one and listen, I, I think if guardians doesn't hit it out of the park, like it should. Um, and what I mean by that is if it's well-received makes a lot of money. Um, I don't know how much captain Marvel is going to be sweeping people off their feet. Now I know secret invasion is, is kind of, that's the, that's the, the show coming out right with, with, uh, yep, June. Samuel L. Yeah. yeah. So that'll kind of be in between and that could have some tie-ins, um, leading up to this, which, which makes some sense for me, um, story-wise, but, um, I'll toss it over to you, Papa, cause I feel like I, I've kind of talked this one to death, but, um, are you, are you on the same page? I mean, what are you feeling? Are you more positive? Cause I, I liked the trailer. I didn't even really talk about the trailer. I liked it. I thought it was fun, but you know, again, part of me is a little bit worried because we're in a, we're in a lull here with Marvel. So as far as the trailer itself goes, absolutely loved the use of intergalactic by the beastie yeah. boys. I'm surprised um, hands didn't leave with that. And I, I gotta I say, it, I watched it once and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta say too, cause that's the first time I've heard a beastie boys song in, I don't know, maybe like a year or two. I, I like the beastie boys, but I just, oh, I, you know, I haven't heard them in a while. And, they uh obviously you know they're no longer a thing so um it was really great to hear them and uh 
you know, I, I miss them. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the music was great, and every single scene that Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan was in was awesome. Take her out of that trailer, and honestly, this might have been the first skippable Marvel movie for me. Um, wow. Yeah, I just, I, you know, like, I like Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau, um, and Alison Brie as, uh, as uh, Carol Danvers, you know, she's good too, but, like, it just... Brie Larson, it, or... Or, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Brie Larson. What did I say? Allison, Allison Brie? I think you said Allison Brie. Oh, yeah, yeah, not, yeah she's not on the Allison brain. Brie. It's all right. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, it, look, like I said, the, the characters are fine, but it's just nothing else outside of seeing Kamala Khan in these situations far, far beyond her um, had any type of uh, intrigue for me. And the other thing that kind of kills me too, and you know, this isn't, I don't know necessarily that this is a fault. Cause it's, it's just like, what do you do? But like half of these movies are, are held, uh, the half of every Marvel movie is held by the villain, right? Yeah. All the great classic Marvel studios movies have strong villains and all the weak ones don't. And this does not have, a villain that I am familiar with or recognizable in any way. And it doesn't have an actress that I'm familiar with playing the villain. So like that automatically detracts half of the experience for me, like Marvel and Marvel has so many great characters. I think somebody tallied it up at one point and it was like, it was literally like millions of characters and for them to pull one out, like, you know, yeah, we're, like in the grand scheme of Marvel, the Marvel universe, the Marvel studios movies have only scratched the surface with the amount of characters. So for us to be pulling out like C or D listers as the villain, it just, it, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But then again, the flip side of that argument is, well, Captain Marvel doesn't have like a big a list name villain. So what are you going to do? And I get that argument too, but, um, I don't know. It just not having a villain where it's like, Ooh, I, I got to see what they do with that. You know, it's not like yeah. Kang or Ultron or Thanos or Loki or any of these other greats. Um, and you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll make something out of the villain that they're using because look, I'll be honest. I wasn't hugely familiar with Killmonger and he turned out to be great. Yeah. Um, so maybe that could be the play here also, but given their track record, I don't think that's going to happen. So overall, the Marvels look, I'll go see it, but I'm going solely for Iman Vellani, and I hope that they do her justice enough to warrant more appearances from her. Facts. So I, I, for my news, anything you guys want to clean up? Um, I know I think you had a couple things, Greg. Yeah, I have uh, three that I wanted to touch on. So first was um, – the A24 horror movie coming out soon. Talk to me uh, that um, that trailer just debuted. And I think that looks absolutely fantastic. Check that out. If you haven't seen it yet, um, Charlie, there's Charlie day has a movie coming out called fool's paradise. Did you guys catch the trailer for this? I did. Um, I missed it. I, I need did you to think, rewatch Hans? it. I need to rewatch it. Um, <clears throat> I knew this was in production for a little bit because I, I remember, um, 
I, I don't know if it was like something with it's always sunny or like we used to doing some some interview for it's always sunny or something else or it might have been for mario where someone mentioned he was writing and producing um for uh, writing and directing this movie and starring in it um it looks very uh, it looks old school comedy like kind of charlie chaplin-ish um where you know he plays a and for anyone who's listening and interested he plays a uh uh, someone who got released from a mental hospital and then ends up being a stunt double or stepping in for an actor who um, who he won't leave his trailer. He, but, yeah. he, but Charlie's character cannot – he looks just right. like the actor, but right. he can't speak and has like basically like social awkwardness and social anxiety where he he can't communicate. Um, I don't think he – I don't think his character that he played – what's his – what's Latte? What's the uh, the name? Oh, uh, yeah. Lot, something Latte. Latte. Um, I'll, the, I'll look it up. <laughs> Um, latte pronto. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, um, but then he ends up becoming like a big star and it, it looks, it, it looks like a kind of movie that I would imagine Charlie day would have write star in and direct a lot of his, you know, old buddies like Sudeikis is in it. Bateman, Jason Bateman's in it. Um, his wife, who's the waitress and it's always sunny. is in it like, and, and I'm sorry, and I'm sorry. This is no disrespect to the actor, but I thought Ray Liotta, you know, he died, but I feel like every movie I see him in has been his last movie, and he keeps showing up. Like, Bro, honestly, I thought the same thing. When I saw him in this, I was like, wait, didn't he die? And I get that he, they film this stuff, like, you know, six a months while ago, ago, probably, ago yeah. but like, but, but I'm like, like, he did. I thought they finished up all his stuff, you know? He was in Bird Box, and then, like, uh, on Apple, and then he was in, um, Oh, what was that? The cocaine bear, I believe he was in. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is his final role. And then I see him in the trailer here. I'm like, this is this like a Tupac thing? Like, is he still like, <laughs> are they doing like a hologram situation with him? But I, whatever you, it right? is. Yeah, I, he's I, I it really threw me through a loop. Um, it looks funny. It, it's very interesting. It's a different kind of humor. It doesn't look like it. It's you no, know, it's probably going to I don't know what the rating is, but I'm assuming it's going to be rated R with with a lot of um with just uh, it just seems like it is, um, and I, I, I'm interested to see because you know it's a I, I tend to steer away from movies about movies being made like production of movies like I haven't blah, seen blah, the, um, like Blah Blah Land and what was the other one that just came out that you're all about Babylon, um, yeah. Babylon and then there was like that I still haven't seen the Quentin Tarantino one Once Upon a Time in Hollywood which I want to. I just haven't seen it, but I like some of those movies. Like I just, I'm not like a big fan of blow my mind, but, but I'm a huge Charlie, Charlie day fan. Um, I'm, I think the the test him being in this is probably my only driving factor. I thought the trailer was good, but I I mean, the movie comes out soon. So hopefully you'll be able to check it out. Um, I, I get, I need to watch a trailer kind of like again and stay focused in on it. What about you? Yeah, so I, I watched the trailer once or twice, and I, I brought this up because I know you know we're we're Sunny fans in here, and especially you hands and uh, and Charlie Day fans, plus the connection with Super Mario Brothers. But um, I watched this trailer, and I was kind of befuddled. Um, like this is this is very much this film walks the razor's edge. Like this is it's 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 gonna either be amazing and like. Uh, like high parody, um, or it is going to be stupid and juvenile and not worth the film that it's printed on. I don't think there's going to be any middle ground with this. And for Charlie's sake, because I really like him, I'm hoping it's the former. Um, 
I just, I don't know. I read a blurb and I don't know if it's true or not because I didn't look further into it, but somebody said something about like, I guess he showed this to Guillermo del Toro and del Toro offered some, some advice and he went and rewrote and did reshoots. I think you're muted hands. Yep. I am. I got to stop this. Yeah, okay. you're right. Yeah. I saw, I've read that too. <laughs> so I don't know if, if in fact that did happen, that's encouraging. Um, it's got, you know, a solid cast. It just, uh, I'm very, very perplexed on this. And I don't want to see more trailers um, to steer me one way or the other. I think ultimately yep. the test is going to be when my butt's in that seat watching the movie. So we'll see. Um, so there's a movie. And, and just if you're listening, there's an awful movie that I'm trying to find the name of that I've only seen the trailer for. But it, it reminded me of kind of that. But like uh, it, this, it's called How Sweet It Is. It's got Joe Piscopo and uh, Paul Sorvino in it. It's honestly the trailers. I will never watch the movie. And like at early two thousands, this is like really like the trailer is awful and shows the whole movie. And it just reminded me kind of like the, how it was edited like that. But I feel like this is more of a. It's going to be a better comedy. But it just went watching them because I watched that trailer and then I watched the trailer for that other one that I what I saw before. Like it's 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 I even seen the movie. It's probably the worst movie I've ever seen. It's the worst trailer I've ever seen. But um, it just reminded me of that, which is uh, I'm I'm like you afraid because I want Charlie to I want him to break out of it's always sunny fame and and you know I think he has a lot of potential and he's written a lot of like a lot of you know interesting stuff. But him being the first time directing and starring in this, it's just. His movie presence isn't as great as outside of horrible bosses than it is with than it is like on TV. Like on TV, he's like a legend, and for the most part, yeah. is on It's Always Sunny. But his movies aren't that great. Like Fist Fight is is awful, and like a couple other uh, movies. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's the one with yeah. uh, Ice Cube, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, I just I, I wanted to get thoughts on that, and then the last thing which I didn't uh, actually have written down because it just happened today. Uh, was the announcement that the new merged streaming service of HBO Max and Discovery Plus is just going to be called Max. Uh, Just, you know, quick thoughts on this, guys. For me, um, look, ever since Discovery Plus has gotten into the picture, I have not been a fan of how HBO Max has been trending, uh, which is downwards. Um, I think it started out as the clear-cut uh, best streaming service, especially with a deep, deep catalog that they offered. I mean, every month they would add dozens upon dozens of movies as well as weekly content um, every Wednesday. Since Discovery has been in the picture, Discovery Plus, whatever, um, it hasn't been that same quality. They haven't been adding as much stuff. Uh, and this has me a little worried. And I, I, I also saw a tweet about... Um, how it's a dumb move in general because HBO, the HBO brand has so much equity built up over, you know, being carefully curated and quality, like all of that being represented. And you're just chopping that off. Like it doesn't make sense to me. You know, even if, even if the vision for this new streaming service, isn't going to be, you know, Sopranos or house of the dragon, like those type of quality content, uh, shows or whatever it, it like still why would you get rid of that hbo branding uh when it holds so much weight for quality it just it doesn't make sense to me i don't i don't know i i'm not looking forward to all of these changes hopefully somebody 
will come to their senses and and maybe revisit the branding as well as the content uh, that they have uh, because they have access to a w- deep, deep vault of stuff. So like, why aren't we putting that up? You know, uh, what do you guys think about this? Um, I, as someone who uses another members of this show's uh, like HBO login, uh, as mine, long as I, I, yeah, I, you know, I, if the price goes up, I'll, you know, I'll, 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 I may have got some, it for free 99. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got that. I got that ad free, whatever you got. Um, I have a question. The only, I didn't read too much about this. I know they are announcing stuff like crazy right yeah. now because they announced Harry Potter series. They announced another game of Thrones series that I just saw a few minutes ago. Um, and like a, a couple other stuff, a couple other things. Um, I have a question. If you can, it, it, please, uh, I saw the pricing for it, which was, there was ad supported ad free. And then another ad-free tier, which was like ultra hot ad-free or whatever. What is the difference between that and ad-free? What is HBO? What is Max trying to sell me? It's no, like it's, whatever, whatever it is, hands. You'll have the the extra ad-free, whatever it is. You'll have the highest tier. So don't don't stress about it, my dude. I, be I'm just good. curious. I'm just curious. Like what is like the the pricing tier just confused me because I'm like ad free and then it was like ultra ad free or something. Well, welcome maybe, to getting older and things are changing. Uh, they yeah. confuse me. Maybe right uh, maybe that top tier has like I don't know stuff streaming in 4K like, or like access, yeah. early access to content. I don't know. Maybe like if I, I if that was the case and I'm paying ultra ad free, I want an owl to deliver my Hogwarts letter right you to my ain't, house. You ain't You're paying, paying in big You ain't air paying quotes. anything right now, my dude. I'm saying if if, if, if I end up if, having if my me, best friend is paying good money, <laughs> I demand top quality content. You're telling me right now if I go to your house and log out and say sorry, man, the ride's over. You're gonna sign up for HBO. <laughs> now let's get your wife to give me the login <laughs> yeah exactly so like jeez Hilarious. i'm just saying i like if i were like a new subscriber and i'm like ad free and whatever other ad free is it just i don't know maybe you're right it's probably like extra features and yeah i mean my thought on this is is i agree with you greg i think it's adding like even if it was just a little symbol in the in the bottom you know, or just like, you know, just, Hey, you know, here you're going to the HBO tab. Like I know they have the TCM tab there, Mm -hmm. um, on the HBO max. Um, yeah, I mean this, it's interesting with all this because, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, how box like kind of things are almost, I don't want to say there's, there almost is like too much rocking the boat with streaming. I do think at some point soon, you know, we're going to see, you know, whether it be Paramount and NBC, you know, come together and, you know, join up Mm. or, you know, whatever. I think there's going to be another thing where it's going to kind of turn in almost back to cable in a Mm -hmm. way. Um, My hope is, is that, you know, and part of the problem with this is too, is, is we're not going to see any issues with this because, you know, some of the stuff that hands was mentioned, they dropped, you know, whether it be a trailer for a show or announcements like this stuff's going to go into production. Um, but in two to three years, you know, like you're saying, Greg, are we going to be looking at like, oh, here's the new reality show with X star on it. And uh, that's like the homepage of Max. And it's like, no, like, where's my, you know, true detective? Where's my, you know, mayor of Easttown? Where's, where's my last of us, you know, chapter two, you know, on there. Um, cause that's what I'm going to be logging in there for. And, you know, like you mentioned, Greg, there's, there's a lot of other quality things. And I mean, I guess when you have the Warner library, you can kind of, you know, make sure that you still have that. There's a hundred years. I don't know if you guys knew they just celebrated that, but, um, yeah, 
But yeah, I mean, I, I just hope things stay more of the same or revert back to, hey, you know, here's a branch, you know, of Max where, you know, we're still making that high quality content or, you know, we, we know what people are going to want. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that was our short little news segment. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing short about it. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to uh, work on that. Uh, we'll have to work on, the, uh, on a few of those things. Hollywood yes. hands signing off. <laughs> yeah. This right. was, uh, for the record, this was my idea, everyone. And I said, you know what? Let me, let's do like a five, 10 minute rundown of what's going on in movie news. And yeah. It will have, to get, we'll have to get you with some music, and you're just going to have to talk fast hands. And we have the Marvel trailer drop in our <laughs> celebrations. I'm going to play him <laughs> off if he goes too long. Do like a one-liner uh, and then tell a joke at the end, kind of like a like a, like a monologue, like a com- comedian's monologue, like a late-night yeah, show, and just end it in five minutes. It. Yeah, I got yeah. it. I'll, practice. I'll do it in the mirror. Uh, all right, so moving on to the big feature, and we kind of uh, talked about this a little bit in the first news item, but uh, Super Mario Brothers uh, finally gave fans their Mario fix, or did it? Um, Ooh. So, I know, yeah, because there's, there's... That's what we call in the biz, and we call that a tease. Yes, there is definitely some divisiveness between audiences and critics here, Um so let's get into it. And, and you know, as usual, uh, spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Go out, check it out, and come back, give us a listen. Um, first thing, right off the bat, because, I mean, this this you could even see in the uh, the trailers, but absolutely gorgeous animation. Um, I thought it was tremendous. Uh, there were my only nitpick, and, and it's a tiny one. There were a few just brief shots where I thought Peach's face looked a little funny. And maybe that was just owing to the character design. But other than that, I mean, yeah, things were gorgeous. Everything. Oh my God. The colors just popped. Um, You know, it felt like you were in a, a, you know, animated world, but uh, it, it was just, it was awesome. I loved the animation style. I love the vibrancy. Uh, it was a treat to watch. Um, so within the movie, you know, one of the things that uh, a lot of people were hating on was the fact that Chris Pratt was voicing Mario and, uh, you know, he didn't really have an accent or anything like that. Um, right away within the movie, uh, there is a commercial that the mario brothers filmed and number one i absolutely love this commercial because it uh they sing the super mario brothers super show theme song which is the the theme song from the live action show hans was talking about earlier with uh, captain lou albano um so absolute treat for me that they had that they they hit the nostalgia nerd button right on the dot uh but then also within that they you know, they put on these heavy, thick Italian accents or caricature accents. And, uh, you know, they do it as kind of like a, uh, a showbiz Hollywood thing for the commercial, uh, playing these characters. And then as soon as the, um, the commercial drops out and we see the actual, you know, Mario Brothers watching the commercial, they're speaking fairly normally. You know, they have kind of a, uh, a, a much more realistic, italian american accent i I wouldn't say it's uh 
I wouldn't say it's completely true, but you know, it's, it's not exaggerated or pronounced either. And I thought that that was a perfect choice because it, it explains why they're not speaking like a stereotype. And um, look, I'm just going to say it. I'll, I'll take the hot take. Uh, Chris Pratt, I think did a pretty good job as Mario here and absolutely does not deserve the hate he's getting for quote unquote, replacing uh, Charles Martinet, the video game voice of, uh, of Mario, who, by the way, they, you know, they did a good thing and, and gave him um, a little bit of time in this. Also, he played one of the, uh, the, the Mario's uh, family members. Um, but, you know, I, I sat there and as I was w- watching this, I thought, look, Charles Martinet, great as Mario in the video games, but we never hear him say extended dialogue, right? It's only little sound bites here and there. And he absolutely nails those. But if I had to listen to him for an hour and a half back to back doing pages of dialogue, I don't know how that would have played, but I'm guessing probably wouldn't have played as good as people think. Uh, Pratt did an excellent job adapting it. And, you know, it wasn't all him. Obviously, uh, the director worked with him to find, you know, what a good sound for Mario would be. But um, but I just, uh, you know, it was it was much ado about nothing. I think the the yeah. controversy over this. So very happy that they they kind of found a way to address why there's no crazy accent and also let it be its own thing. Um. We got to see some of Mario's family, which, to my knowledge, uh, I I I don't know if they exist in any other form of canon. I don't care. Um, they were entertaining. <laughs> they had fun designs. <laughs> I loved Papa and Mama Mario. I loved uh, um, the uncle. Who, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even remember his name, but the uncle was the one yeah. played by uh, Charles Martinet. But uh, they just they were all fantastic. Um, and not a relative, but I also love the dude who was dressed like Jumpman from Donkey Donkey Kong playing um, the arcade game. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the original Mario design. So I I, I really like that they uh, they kind of expanded the Mario family here. Um, also, along those lines, I was kind of surprised that we never got a Mario Mario and Luigi Mario joke because um, like. As far as I know, those are the official names for the Mario Brothers. That's why they're the Mario Brothers. Uh, so just strange to me that they didn't address that. Kind of wish they had just because I think it would be funny. Save it for the sequel. Here. Yeah, it's neither here nor there. Uh, two, two quick other notes and then I'll pass it to you guys. Um, some of the scenes I thought were a little too video gamey. And this was more so in the beginning. The end st- or, or the middle of the movie and the end, I didn't think. But uh, the beginning when Mario and Luigi were rushing to their first job, um, it's literally like a scene from um, like new super Mario brothers or whatever, where they're just Mm. running along the side of a construction site. You got a, a a view straight ahead of them and they're side scrolling, jumping over various platforms and Mario's going ahead and then pushing a ladder down. Let's Luigi cross and all this stuff. Like, I don't know what it is. And it wasn't like super grading or anything, but I just, I didn't like the way that felt. Um, it, it it felt a little too on the nose. And another similar scene was when they um, go into the sewers 
they there's an overhead shot of them and they pop on their flashlights and they're wandering around the sewers overhead and you see the pipes and stuff. And that very much also felt like it was just like a mini game from a Mario, uh, a Mario game. And, you know, it's, it's a weird thing because this is a movie based on video games. And then you have other scenes later on in the movie, like, you know, the, the quasi smash brothers type scene with, uh, Mario and Donkey Kong fighting or like the rainbow road scene with Mario Kart and like all that stuff is basically right from a video game, but it, it plays differently. It plays well. Maybe it's just because there was more action in those. I don't know. But those, those two scenes in the beginning for me just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, But not, not enough to detract from the movie. It was just like, yeah, I kind of wish they didn't do that. Uh, and then the last thing is the amount of Easter eggs and callbacks. Uh, it was just all over the place, especially in the real world, uh, quote unquote, uh, you know, whether it's punch out cafe or there was like a, a duck hunt, um, French restaurant and just all the various, uh, little shout outs to classic, uh, Nintendo games. I think Mario was playing like kid Icarus, um, and he had some posters in his room and stuff. I loved that stuff. Like, it's it obviously that's meant for fans of my age group because you know i don't think uh i don't think kids are gonna know uh well maybe they'll know kid icarus i don't know was th- wasn't there like a recent kid icarus game uh, i don't, I don't know how recent we're going like yeah i, I think maybe the last one might have been on ds or something so yeah well they would know him from smash brothers i don't know i don't know i don't know what kids know i'm not a kid but um, I do know that stuff. I got it and I loved it. So uh, I really appreciate that they threw that stuff in and that it was all kind of in the background and not just right in your face. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, so those are my thoughts, my initial thoughts on on this movie. Um, what do you guys think? Hair, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you about the animation. Um, just circling back to that, uh, absolutely great. You could definitely tell this was an Illumination movie. I, I thought a lot mm-hmm. about Secret Life of Pets um, and just kind of the, and especially with the dog in the beginning when they go to the mm-hmm. house to fix uh, that. Um, I think uh, you got a hot take there about those video gamey scenes. I, I felt like those were a lot of fun. Uh, the when they were rushing to their first job and the overhead shot of, and and the stuff they were going through in the sewers. I think it was, I think part of that was to be like, Hey, even in the real world, there's like still, we still have like the element of the video game in this. Um, I didn't think it was cheesy. I thought it was cool. Um, I'm, I really liked it. Uh, I was kind of smiling a lot during the rushing of the first job. Um, really, really liked that. Um, a lot of the Easter egg stuff, like, I mean, I, I said it earlier, but I wasn't a huge, uh, Mario kid growing up. So, uh, to me, like I caught like the duck hunt one. Um, but it was a lot of just like, you know, I don't know. A lot of times with some of these movies, they move way too fast for me. And I, I, I enjoy the scroll through Twitter when they're like, remember when they referenced this or this was a shout out to this. Um, also love the family, like you were saying, and in the first that happens in like the first ten or fifteen minutes, and I almost thought like, where's this movie going? When do we get to Mushroom Kingdom? I was like, is this uh, we're hanging out with his family now? I don't recall. <laughs> and this. Mario's aversion to mushrooms, by the way, yeah, which I thought was yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Um, that was that was really funny, and then uh, just 
the dynamic of like Mario being like almost like a, a teenage boy in a way, like playing video games and just going to his room. But it's like he has the he looks like a 40 year old man. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of enjoyed that kind of difference there um, in regards to it. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the things. Um, yeah, just it felt definitely like an illumination movie. So I, I don't. There, there definitely wouldn't be some surprises to me, similar to video games, where it's like, hey, we took these trees and we just designed them a little differently for for Mario Brothers, um, which isn't a bad thing because, like, hey, that's why you know you have a studio done so well. Um, right. But yeah, hands. What are what are your uh, thoughts on those early initial impressions of the movie? So the animation, I thought was, uh, I, I, it, it's very, they captured like, I, and it's definitely I'll put it in two parts. So, you know, with the Parts in Brooklyn, it's very – it feels like you're in, like, real Brooklyn, like, where it's, like, not – I don't want to say it's gloomy, but it, it it's, like, that city look. And it's, like, not as bright as once you get to Mushroom Kingdom. It's very, like, you know, there's alleyways and, like, tall buildings, like, lots of, like, shadowy kind of animation. Um, and it, it's kind of darker. Uh, I, I loved – Harry, I was the same as you when I was watching it, maybe, a, outside of that opening scene with Bowser. Um, and I'll and I'll just start off by saying this movie, the pacing in this movie is incredible. There is it's an hour and thirty minutes, and there's not a scene wasted. There's no there's no fluff. Um, it just let's, talk, it just let's talk. Let's sit down and talk about your life, Mario. Let's let's have a conversation. Nope, gotta go. <laughs> gotta play. It, just, it, it literally right. just starts, and then it go like I, I I would say the slowdown is when they get to Brooklyn and you and you meet Mario and Luigi outside of yeah. like in the real world. And it's funny because um, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this movie's an hour and a half long and we're not even in Mushroom Kingdom yet. And it's like 20 minutes in, Um, maybe like 15, 20 minutes in. Uh, But I love the family dynamic and I found myself questioning too how old Mario was supposed to be. He's a man child (laughs) because I didn't even take into account that he's playing video games because I mean, we're all in our mid thirties and we play video games. So I'm not going to take it. This is arrested development. Is he, is yeah. Is he living with his like parents and Luigi, like are are him and Luigi living alone? Like are they in their mid twenties? I don't know, but yeah, he does look like a 45 year old man. Um, So I thought that was funny. I liked the dynamic with the family. Um, once we get to Mushroom Kingdom, the colors in this movie, they, they pop. Mushroom Kingdom pops. Real, like, it just hits you once he goes into the, the, the pipe and it opens up and you're just like, wow. And we saw it from the trailers, but I think seeing it in a movie screen, like on a theater is, is, is really cool. Um, and it just, going back to the pacing of this movie, they... This reminded me, and, and and you know, the stink of the original movie the, that came out in the '90s, where you get that real life kind of introduction to the Mario Brothers until they get sucked into that weird Mushroom Kingdom or whatever that place was called. I don't even know. Um, and I thought that I, I thought the way they handled that, like they they really touch on the relationship between Mario and Luigi, and you don't really get that in the games of their relationship. You know that they're like even the, I would say that series from the early nineties touched on it a little bit with their, with how they like, you know, their relationship, but it was more in a joking way. You don't really see serious stuff between Mario and Luigi. They're just playable characters in a game. Most of the times Mario is in his own and Luigi's not even in the game. So I thought it was really cool to see how they, um, you know, how to see how like Mario is always protecting Luigi and you get a, like some backstory on them throughout the movie. Um, but yeah, 
I, uh, I I was confused that no one knew about that pipe system when they went under that waterfall in New York. That was just there. And Seems like a talking magic, point. And I like yeah, and it had a magic portal to a, a different world. Um, but I just going back to the animation with this, it just I one of the things that I liked about this was the character design, and I think that they didn't try and reinvent the wheel with any of these characters. They look exactly like their video game counterparts and 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 i think that that's important because they didn't try and they kept the the looks to the characters as close as possible and you know i'll i'll throw back like look at sonic where you know internet bullies got them to change sonic to a more realistic look of what he looked from the video games compared to what he looked originally um and and the like the live action movies it's live action so it's harder to tell but like even they didn't look like Mario and Luigi. Bob Hoskins kind of did, but uh, but I mean, John Leguizamo looked nothing like Luigi and ba- and Koopa and and Bro, you and, couldn't even grow a mustache for the role. I know, and <laughs> it was kind of like like what Cesar Romero would do in in, uh, in Batman, where he just had the mustache. He couldn't he even shave paint, the mustache. He, yeah, he, he just shave it. He painted it right over. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I I liked to how they they just kept things basic and and. Everyone knows Mario with like you know the red the, the red jumpsuit the hat the gloves and all that and they and they even touch on the gloves they're like yeah like why do you have a white gloves he's like you gotta have a trademark so it was it was it was really cool and I think the the animation helped with that um, you know studio did great and I actually just watched uh, for the first time Rise of Gru which was done by the same studio and yeah. very similar kind I feel like the like the 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 animation in this was was superior to that but very similar with some of the action scenes and and you know a lot of the a lot of quick cuts in this movie that are handled really well and and I think the animation it it it's top notch it, it it's up there with like with I would say with like Pixar animation um now I I think once the, the you get the mushroom kingdom like I said with the pacing this movie does not stop it goes and even introduction to characters and and to the point where they if something like when something starts happening it just goes through like the next scene and it's there's no side story or b story it's basically we're stopping bowser and we're going to get luigi back that's the whole movie and i and i think with the short runtime which was my favorite part of this movie honestly was an hour and a half was that i was i was kind of I'm not going to say on the edge of my seat because this wasn't like a thrilling movie. It's a, a Super Mario Brothers animated movie. But it kept me engaged with it where, you know, I was laughing through certain parts. I was like kind of like wondering how they were going to tackle certain certain things that they were introducing, like with Donkey Kong. Um, but I, I thought it I thought it fit. It fit really well with what they were trying to do. And, and you know, whether or not like, you know, we'll, we'll jump into like kind of the future of what Mario is going to go from here after it's a, you know, a global success um yeah i i I mean this this was a a very this this could have failed this this movie could have failed and it and it did the exact opposite of what i thought it was gonna do um i mean i i saw the interest kind of peaking as it was coming up um but yeah and the other thing like chris pratt's voice i didn't even realize that it was him 15 20 minutes into it um a lot of the voices honestly I, i charlie day is very distinct. His voice is always going to sound like Charlie Day, like no matter how much he tries to change it. Um, even when he tries to do like a little Brooklyn or like Italian accent with it, it's, you still know it's him. Everyone else, I forgot that they were doing their voices. Like Jack Black, I didn't even like. I didn't even realize it was him as Bowser. Um, and same with. Like I'm going to call Pratt shenanigans. And- 
because there's no I think way he was singing. I think he was singing. Well, no, 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 not even fight. him. Not even him. You know who I'm going to say. Rogan. All right, I'm sorry. The other there's one. no Donkey way you Kong. did not recognize Donkey that as Rogan. Kong. No, because no, it was just Kong, straight talking. Yeah, because I, honest, I, I'll jump to that in a couple <laughs> minutes. But um, once we jump into Donkey Kong, that was a different one. But like King and Michael <laughs> Key, I had no idea he was Toad until like I knew it going into it, but I forgot. And I thought it was just cool. Like I, you know, I, I think that's a lot. Like I, I, in certain characters, when you can tell who the, is doing the voice, it takes away a little bit from it. Even like with Donkey Kong, but I think. You know, with Seth Rogen, I think he was perfect for Donkey Kong, to be honest. But it does sound like Seth Rogen. Um, but yeah, I, I I just thought it was I. Chris Pratt did fine. I, there was a lot of, of, of put like you know pushback because Chris Pratt's literally in everything and for a while, and everyone thought it was funny to just crap on him and say, "Oh no, Chris Pratt can't do this." Did fine. He was. It did take me out of the movie where I'm halfway in. I'm like, I can't believe like how come they didn't get a real Italian to to do the voice of mario like why right so yeah uh well it's it, so it's funny that you you bring up the voice cast because i i definitely wanted to touch on that as well um i think yeah i think maybe the standout would be bowser and and jack black as bowser i should say uh i mean he was transformative like there was not a point in his regular speaking where where you could distinguish oh that's that's Jack Black. Like if I had just walked into this movie and seen this in a vacuum without knowing the casting, I don't know that I could have said, Oh, that's yeah. who that is. Um, that said the peaches scene, uh, <laughs> I thought that was a little much like it was funny, but that almost felt like, okay. Th- I wonder if like Jack Black had a, had any input on this. Cause it's totally like, a tenacious D type. It's, of ten, thing. it's tenacious. Yeah, it's like he yeah. wrote this with Kyle from Tenacious D, and um, there's like three words in the song. And I love Tenacious D, but I just I don't know. It felt a little bit out of place for Bowser uh, as a character. Uh, if they had just left it as the mid credit scene, would have been completely fine. But taking up a minute or two of the movie, it just uh, it was like a weird little sidetrack but um outside of that it uh absolutely loved him as bowser um anya taylor joy i thought was was fine as peach chris pratt i mentioned i agree with you on charlie day um i think uh his his voice is always going to be recognizable uh but it also weirdly fit luigi um i didn't think it would but it it ended up uh working perfectly uh, it's, probably why that, it's probably why he doesn't talk in that new movie because it's probably like ah, everyone's gonna recognize <laughs> it's charlie day yeah. uh fred armison as cranky kong i thought was pretty good too um and then we have seth rogan and it was just like dude like you didn't even try um and look it, you know i can't throw it all on him that's obviously that's that's the director's choice also uh but it's just like I would have liked at least a little something different. I don't know what that could have been, but if you see this movie, it's just Seth Rogen straight up talking in his normal voice, straight up doing the Seth Rogen laugh. Like it's it's all there, folks. It's just <laughs> Seth Rogen. So on what I just and you know, one thing I just talked about was with the the Seth Rogen laugh, which is my favorite laugh in Hollywood. It really <laughs> it is, is pretty good. So yeah. he does it, and it's very subtle at one point where he's like, <laughs> I 
that I went last night on a Tuesday night. My theater was packed. I discount day, my dude. There was like a, there was a group of girls like sitting next to me, like and I, and they were like laughing at the peaches thing. Once mm-hmm. I heard this one little like, <laughs> I I lost it. I was like cracking up, and like the one girl looked over at me, and I was like, sorry, like I just I, I just. <laughs> I can't. Ew, that old man's laughing. Yeah, this is an old man by himself <laughs> laughing at a, a, a Seth Rogen laugh. Yeah, uh, I love that for you, my guy. <laughs> I, I love. It. I've, I've been trying to get it as like my text tone for like I don't know since since he appeared. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean the voice cast, uh, you know, and and you you had mentioned uh, Keegan Michael Key, phenomenal. Um, Kari Payton as uh, the King Penguin was great, and um, uh, the name is escaping me. Who played comic? But he was also fantastic. Um, Kevin Richardson, I think maybe that was him. yeah. Uh, yeah. L- absolutely loved the soundtrack and the score. Um, man, hands. You mentioned like when he when Mario first goes into Mushroom Kingdom and, you know, th- there's there's that initial moment where he meets up with Toad and then uh, they start their journey and the camera pans back and it's the full view. Colors are popping. You start getting, like, the symphonic version of, like, the, the Mario tones. Dude, straight up serotonin. Like, just pump it in. Got a smile on my face now and I'm just thinking about it. Imagine when I saw it. Uh, absolutely loved it. So... That's the type of good vibes that I am in for. And this movie had plenty of them. So really dug that, uh, that score and the soundtrack surprisingly, like I didn't, I didn't think there would be much of a soundtrack. I thought it would just be all score. And then we got hit with some, some eighties classics, you know, take on me and a couple others. We need a hero. So, uh, I was kind of vibing with those and I thought they were appropriately placed and appropriate choices. Um, really dug it uh what else so you know one thing that you had mentioned hands that i want to piggyback off of is um the pacing and the speed of the movie and i i do agree that the movie is a perfect length and i do agree that there there is not wasted motion but if there was one i guess big flaw with the movie it's that because of that all of these little relationship building moments kind of get sacrificed, you know, like, look, story is what it is. It's it, you know, I'm not expecting something, um, in depth or, uh, like, you know, like you're not expecting like inception, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Complexity is out the window. I get that. That's fine. But, um, there's not really much, relationship building it's hey mario meets toad we're best friends we're on an adventure hey mario meets peach peach is a little distrusting they do a montage and then all of a sudden everything's hunky-dory and i trust him with my life you know it's like it's these types of things i mean i guess maybe there's a little bit between mario and luigi in the beginning but then they're separated for the entirety of the movie so you don't really get much beyond that and uh i just I don't know. I guess if there was one thing um, that I would like to see added in, maybe it would have been that. But but I also know that this is a kids movie. And again, you know, we're not we're not looking for complexity. It's let's tell a fun story and not overstay our welcome. And hey, they did that. So um, 
you know, kudos to them. It's just, uh, I guess I wish there was a little more character development there. I, I agree uh, with that. I, and sorry, I just didn't mm-hmm. mean to cut you off. I, I do agree with that. I, but I, I look at it as they're doing with a, what a lot of movies when they do first movies or remakes or however they're trying to establish it is they spend some movies spend too much time on character, like relationship building where mm-hmm. these are characters that, you know, and you know that like Mario and Toad are going to be friends, you know, princess and at the uh, princess, uh, uh, Peach and um, and Mario are going to be like love interest or whatever. Like you know, they're they're all going to kind of be on the same side. And I think they, with you mentioning that, I think that maybe they were just kind of like, well, we know what the end game is. Why waste time? And but again, I I think it would have it could have been you you could have kind of fleshed out some of these relationships a little more because I do agree. For Princess Peach is a terrible princess to be just trusting a random that comes in and and just uh, does that and. Toad, I think he was just maybe, you know, probably the 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 Toad people, um, the probably don't get a lot of adventure, so he saw that as the opportunity and just been, you know, he's kind of like a dog where he's just like, oh, like now you're my best friend, like I'm gonna follow you everywhere. Um, right. But I think it might have just been, you know, instead of like let's spend a half hour building up a relationship between Mario and Toad, you know, they're gonna like they're gonna be friends. Let's just let's just cut to it. So yeah. Uh, and then one last thing before I pass it back to you guys. Um, I love that they gave Peach agency and that she wasn't just a damsel in distress. Yeah. In general, um, that's kind of the way that the video games have been flowing uh, over the, the past maybe decade, maybe a little longer um, as far as like, you know, giving Peach a little more time to shine and, and less being hey, let's save the princess. Um, So I think it was cool that they did that here, Uh, especially, I mean, you've only got the one female character, two if you count Mario's mom. (laughs) Um, But certainly as far as primary characters, um, she is the only female. So I'm glad that um, for girls, uh, well, even for boys, um, you know, there's a, a strong female character that, you know, is in a leadership position and she's just not, she's not waiting around to be saved. So it was cool to see that. Um, those are my thoughts for now. Uh, I want to pass it back around to you guys. What's on your mind for, you know, I guess the, the bulk of the movie, uh, before we get to the end stuff. Hans, how about you? Um, yeah, I mean, one of the things I, and I, I didn't, I don't think I put in my notes, but, and I agree with you with, um, with peach because uh one of my favorite things is seeing internet um pushback and like just people blow up over (sighs) dumb dumb things um one of them is is the peach uh is as someone said they 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 refer to her as a a girl boss and she's you know (laughs) like you know like mary sue and she was overpowered and of course they had to make her you know be able to fight and everything I'm like, first of all, you need to play some of the games. Like, as, as, once she's a playable character in Super Mario Brothers Two, like yeah. there's that, and then Super Mario or RPG. She literally is a fighter in Smash Brothers. Yeah, and even like Super Mario RPG, like she, like she's she's a playable character where she beats people with a frying pan. Like, yeah. or no, no, she doesn't. I think a frying pan or or an umbrella. I don't know which one. But either way, like it just to show her as like as a powerful character. Yeah, that's that's great. She's a smart leader, and and and. The Toad people can't defend themselves. I'm sorry. They're they're knee high and they're they're, cute. they're they're cute, but they're useless. They are if they 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 need someone like to for to back to back them up. Uh, 
So I thought she was handled great. I love the little obstacle course that she has that she ran and did it on her first try. I thought that was that was interesting, and you get to see a lot of the different Mario villains recreate it in 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 the course. Uh, I and I thought like even with the relationship with with Mario and and Peach, I thought that was that was um, built pretty nicely with like from that point on. Um, but I'm trying to think like anything else that like really stuck out, stuck out. Um, I'm going to say you mentioned peaches. This is, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. I hate that song. I hate it. I don't know if I'm <laughs> supposed to hate it. I, 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 I saw, I, this should have been a new segment where you're yeah, for next fine. year, this bud. Is, this is probably being going to be, I should have put this in a new segment <laughs> where apparently there's going to be a push to get that song added to the best song for the Oscars. Yeah. It's already um, begun. It's only, it's only because there's literally no other songs like to compete right now. I, so it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. And ja- I, I only, I would say it because Jack Black's gonna have to perform it on stage, and I just want him to dress as Bowser <laughs> as he's doing it. I think that would be fantastic. Um, but I hate that song. I really do. Uh, I'm gonna go back to the girls next to me that were sitting next to me. They're cracking up and love the Peaches song. So I guess they listened to the song before they even saw the movie. Um, but it was everywhere. Uh, so yeah. Um. One thing I did want to mention, I, I loved how the and this is going back to my like the internet um, blowback with Bowser is people were calling him a simp because he, all he wanted to was was just trying to impress Peach and everything, and that's how you could tell no one played any of the games because that's him in all the games and everything that he's just trying to impress Peach and he'll do anything to impress her, and that's it. Um, but I loved his like duality uh, in this in this movie where he's very fearsome and everyone's terrified of him. But he has this soft side that even his like minions don't even recognize it because when he they mention the wedding, the ones like oh wait what <laughs> excuse me not world um, domination where we want to get yeah. married. It's literally the plot of Super Mario Odyssey, which I'm playing right now, is him trying to find collection of uh of wedding stuff to marry peach. Um, so, uh, I think that's funny. I loved it. I like, I like seeing him have a softer side and Jack Black's good at that, where he can play intimate. Like he can play, do a voice for an intimidating character, but also do a voice for like someone who's like hurting inside and like really wants to be happy. And, and I thought that was great. So, um, the internet, you know, Forget you. You're not going to win this. They are one. so worked up. Like I see stuff about them calling Mario woke, and then I see stuff about them calling it anti woke. Like it, internet doesn't even know what it's doing. So. I don't care. I like the movie, and that's why I'm <laughs> right. like, I, it, it did not bother me. And it's not woke, and it's not like these. It's just this is whatever. Uh, this is we're gonna we're gonna veer off so much. By gonna, the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. We're gonna get we're gonna get really off the rails if I keep going. <laughs> But uh, I, but I it just I thought that was funny because you know I there's when you point it back with the Easter eggs there's a lot of references to the games in this and this is very true to the basic concept of of the Mario games and it's not necessarily you know Peach isn't captured instead it's Luigi but I, Mario's saving a day where he's got to fight Bowser and you know I th- I thought that was I, I I thought they handled it really well. Um, it has nothing, you know, people are just want to be angry about everything and complain about everything. Like Bowser's not a big intimidate like character all the time. He has like, I'll go back to super Mario RPG. Like when he's a good guy, he's actually like a really, like you, you can kind of sympathize with him a, a few, a few points in the game. 
Um, other thing that I wanted to point out, I love the use of power-ups in this in this movie. Um, you get the mushrooms, everything. I, I think everything is included. And I thought they handled it nice where, you know, when you're playing the game, you just touch a mushroom and it makes you big. This is where Mario actually has to, like, eat it. And I thought it was cool. Like, you know, even, like, the flower transfers its power to Mario and or whoever touches it. Um, but I thought that was handled excellently. It's not touched... I, uh, and maybe it is touched upon in the live action. I forget, um, but you know, I thought it was. I thought it was cool. I, I, I was. I wasn't interested. I wasn't expecting to see that. But you know, going back to your Easter eggs and the references previous to previous Nintendo properties and Mario properties, I, I, I loved pointing things out because I know there's things that I missed, and I want to. I can't. I want to watch the the movie again after. I read up on some things that I missed because, and just to kind of catch them. But there were things that I, I noticed from like years ago where it, it I, I was excited to kind of, it made me want to go back and revisit some of these games because that Mario games are, if I can't think of two Mario games that are alike, they all, all have unique things about them. Um, and I even played all the Mario games and this, this kind of made me want to go back and bring back that like, kind of like joy of, of, of what Mario was. So, um, Harry, what about you? You've been quiet. I, you guys have just been hitting all the points. I, I know. I've, been, I've enjoyed it. Um, what do you got on your mind? No, I was going to say, um, you know, we, we talked about the name of this movie is the super Mario brothers movie and, and they kind of sidelined Luigi. Um, I know you had mentioned it a bit, Greg, but I kind of mm-hmm. was hoping we would get some type of Luigi Mansion vibes um, with with them being separated and Luigi would kind of go on his own, own story and then get kidnapped by Bowser. But like he gets kidnapped by Bowser pretty quickly um, and he's just kind of in a cage for a little while and, um, you know, kind of sidelined. So um, the the big thing I, I you know, even though I, I didn't love that, the big thing with me with with these with this movie is like just how many sequels and adaptations of, of the Nintendo world uh, that we can go through. So, I mean, even though Luigi was sidelined in this one, he might have a, a better arc or, you know, more involved in the next one. So, um, you know, but it's just kind of for this movie, you know, calling it the Mario Brothers movie to me felt a little weird to have him just so not in there. Um, right. you know, we talked about the runtime, really happy with it. Um, my, we saw this, uh, me and Jill saw this with my nephew, Eddie, and he's not notoriously a great movie watcher. Um, he usually gets bored. Um, and he had gone through his pretzel bites, his icy for the most part, it had a little bit left and most of his candy. Uh, and I could tell he was like at the point of like how much time is left. And he turned over to Jill and Jill said, uh, 20 minutes left. And I, I knew I was like, yeah, this, that sounds about right. Like we, we, we got him even the, he'll, he'll stick around for 20 minutes. If you told him 45, it might've been a heavy sigh or there might've been a couple bathroom breaks in there. Um, so yeah, perfect runtime for me. This didn't really have any script as you mentioned, uh, as you guys mentioned, which is fine for me. Save that for the sequels. If we got to touch base on it, you know, we can get more into, you know, the heart of Mario or, you know, I mean, they kind of really only focus on Mario and Luigi in this. And, you know, I didn't even feel that captivated by it, uh, to be honest, um, with it. So uh, we talked a little bit about the soundtrack. The soundtrack and the score really, really worked for me um, a lot. It kind of felt like, uh, especially with the score, it felt like its own music, but still had the the touch of the game. Um, and listen, we talk about this all the time, but I believe the composer of the score of this is the original composer of the game music if i'm not now 
No, so uh, Koji Kondo, who is the original composer, was listed in the credits as a like a music advisor or something. Okay. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so they were involved. But, Either way, let's get yeah. the people who are involved with the creation involved right. in, in this. Right. You know, we talked a lot about this with The Last of Us, where it's like, hey, let's maybe have the input of people who like have built this from the ground um in regards to that and so i i i love the love love the fact that the music felt as if it's part of the super mario brothers movie but also you know it's you you, you get the the vibes as greg was mentioning of just smiling and being like there it is mm-hmm. um and i think they did a really good job of setting up the music cues and the the drops for the music uh very 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 well uh throughout this movie uh bowser kind of stole the show to me um you know i know you guys mentioned um, but listen, if they announced a Bowser movie tomorrow, wouldn't be upset by it. Um, I would probably check that out. Um, you know, we talked about the characters. He stood out to me, um, you know, and, and there's there's a whole part of this movie um, where it's like, hey, let's go to um, let's go to Donkey Kong and let's hang out with him for an hour and a half. You know, let's let's dip outside of Mushroom Kingdom and see what else we got going on. Um so there, there were so many things, and I, I know I'm looking ahead here before we get to the end, but there's so many things with this movie where I was just like, hey, let's let's jump into all these worlds. You know, I hope this is similar to Marvel where there's, you know, two releases a year, which are, you know, maybe it's the Super Mario Brothers 2 movie and a Bowser movie, you know, whatever it is. Um, let's not go crazy, crazy, but um, uh, I really did uh, enjoy that. Uh, I really would enjoy that. Sorry if uh, if that was the case. Um, cool. But yeah, those those were kind of my major thoughts uh, in regards to it. I don't know, uh, Greg, if you want to touch on the on the later half of the movie. Um, yeah, with it. yeah. So um, you know, we we come up to the the climax, and uh, basically Bowser's island gets transported into New York and I don't know I had a couple thoughts about a lot this. of infrastructure guess, like, problems now well yeah, yeah. so you know well, like, how, did, first... how does the city rebuild you know what I mean how did how do they come together so and maybe it's because <laughs> maybe it's because I you know we uh we all lived through 9-11 as that happened in real time but like i see that and it's so weird because you know like i didn't have this feeling with the avengers and we clearly see destruction on a mass scale with avengers but like i see this and my mind just kind of flashed back and it's like oh man like that's an extinction level event like well maybe not extinction level but i mean you know this is going to cause mass casualties uh yeah which is kind of dark for a kid's movie, but um, yeah, uh, you know, it's the other thing too is obviously they made it very clear that the streets are empty. I, I don't know. Everybody was taking shelter. Um, but beyond those initial dark thoughts, my, my thought was, and this is kind of going back to, you know, maybe adding just a, a hint more complexity to the characters, but mm. I almost wish that they had kept that whole section in the Mushroom Kingdom rather than New York. And I'll tell you why. Because if they go the route for a sequel, um, I kind of would have liked to see 
Mario and Luigi back in New York, and let's say they are missing their lives in the Mushroom Kingdom. Let's say that attack was was confined to the Mushroom Kingdom. They save the day. They're the heroes of the world. They they yeah. have the adulation of countless toads and and Peach and all this stuff. Uh, and then they return home, and they're just two nobody plumbers schlupping it. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of thinking if they had gone that route in the sequel, you could kind of have them missing that adulation and wanting to return to the Mushroom Kingdom. So it gives them a reason to go back. Mm. Now you have Mario and Look Luigi. You. Universal yeah. paying you for this or what? <laughs> no, not yet. But Nintendo, get on it because I'm about to drop a whole bunch of ideas. Um, but no, it was just, it was something that I was thinking of. And it's like, that's a way to make the characters a little more complex and also give them a reason to return to the mushroom kingdom. Um, as it stands now with the way that the movie played out, uh, you just have Mario and Luigi being the heroes and saving the day. And I guess new New York owes them a debt of gratitude. Obviously the mushroom kingdom does. So, you know, Hey, they, they got their flowers. Cool. But, um, it doesn't, it doesn't add much more depth to them. Mm. Uh, so anyway, that was just a thought I had about that final attack. Um, the mid and post credit scenes, uh, mid credits, we had a reprise of uh-huh. peaches, uh, much to Hans's, uh, delight. And, uh, the post credit scene, we got a hint of Yoshi, even though we saw Yoshi's in the movie, which, yeah, weird. that, yeah, it was just, it kind of, uh, it took it away from, I, I think it, it stole the the shine a little bit because it's like if you if you hadn't shown Yoshi at all in the movie and then you have that post credit scene, it's like oh cool I totally forgot about Yoshi like let that's yeah. awesome, but they spoil it by having Yoshi's earlier in the movie and then it's like all right so Yoshi egg hatches but we've seen Yoshi's so yeah. like save that for something a little more exciting I mean don't get me wrong it wasn't like the worst thing but they kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit and, and took out some of the, the impact from it. Um, but I mentioned, I had some ideas, uh, and that Uh-oh. is for sequels and spinoffs. So Nintendo, uh, I know you're listening, get Shigeru, your pens out. Miyamoto. Yes. Give me a call. Uh, we'll work it out. Uh, sequels. I think they have a couple solid options. I mean, obviously the big one, everybody's talking about Wario and Waluigi. Uh, Jack Black has said he would love to have Pedro Pascal as Wario. Amen, brother. Uh, bring it on. That would be phenomenal. Um, I also saw a fan casting of Wario and Waluigi as Danny DeVito and Glenn Howerton. That's yep. incredible, too. Uh, those two would be perfect. Um, there's a lot of great choices that you could go, but I think Wario and Waluigi would be a solid pick. Um, there's obviously some... some uh, opportunities rife for comedy with there especially with all of the uh like the WarioWare games you can find some way to incorporate that the other option too and this might be a little trickier because it was co-produced with uh square enix but one of my all-time favorite rpgs uh super mario rpg legend of the seven stars if they found a way to adapt that into a story it would be tremendous um you had some all new characters in that adventure. It was the first time uh, we got to have Bowser team up with Mario, as, as Hans had mentioned, and it was great being able to play as him. Um, he got to travel to a bunch of diverse lands. 
so I don't know. It was, it's, it's absolutely one of my all time favorite games, maybe top 20, definitely um, like top three RPG for me. And I would love to see an adaptation of that. Uh, but that's not all folks. Those are just the sequel ideas. We got spinoffs, baby. Oh. Uh, spinoffs. Let's make them happen. Donkey Kong Country. All the tools are there. We got um, uh, Diddy Kong, Cranky Kong. Uh, uh, what's the... Uh, is it Daisy Kong? What's the girl Kong's name? Uh, Dee Dee? Dee Dee. Yeah, Dee Dee Kong. We saw her uh, briefly. Dude, I'm into it. Let's Let's get going. And when we talk scores, Donkey Kong Country is one of the best video game scores ever. It's banger after banger after banger. Doesn't let up. Um, so give me some of that, dude. Have Look, I know I, I busted on Rogan uh, and, and his voice acting. Hey, even if he doesn't change a thing, give me a Donkey Kong Country movie. Let's see him uh, taking on uh, King K. Rule or whatever. And uh, let's let's get it because it's, it's all there. The characters are already established. Uh, and then the other idea for a spinoff, uh, Harry, you mentioned it, obviously Luigi's haunted mansion. I mean, yeah, look, Luigi didn't get a lot of time to shine here. So give him his own movie. Hey, have Mario get kidnapped and Luigi's got to rescue him, which I think might actually be the plot for one of the, the haunted mansion games. But, uh, I, I, I could just see Charlie day, you know, as Luigi stumbling and bumbling his way and overcoming his fear, uh, through all these dark things, we didn't get a ton of Boo action in this. Let's bring in Boo. Let's bring in King Boo as the the big bad and all the mm. the the spooky creatures uh, from the the Mario universe. So I think there's a lot of options and routes they can go here for spinoffs and sequels. Um, it'll be very interesting to see because, as we mentioned in the news segment, N- Nintendo very protective of their IPs. And now that they see that they struck pay dirt, it's going to be like, okay, are we going to rush to to put out more content and feed the masses, or are we going to take our time and kind of carefully craft new stuff? So curious to see which direction they go with this fork in the road. But you know what? Either way, I'll be happy as long as we get some of these ideas at least. Um, and the the other final point I'll make uh, before I, I give my score is um, even though uh, I enjoy the OG as god, god awful as it is, the OG Mario movie, uh, I cannot see myself ever revisiting it again now that this exists. Like before, it's kind of like a cheesy, hey, this exists, you know, let me let me just pop it in on occasion for my Mario fix. But now there's no need to ever go back to that. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. I, I've seen it mm. once and that was before both Punisher and Punisher Warzone and before the Netflix series. So this, you know, it was like early nineties when, when I saw that movie. Uh, since then, there have been better adaptations of Punisher and I have no desire to ever return to that Dolph Lundgren movie. So it's the same way with this. You know, I have love for Bob Hoskins and uh, and John Leguizamo and Samantha Morton and uh, 
Lance Henriksen as uh, the Mushroom King. Very strange. Um, and I love, you know, Walk the Dinosaur and, and Big Bertha, um, all that good stuff. But uh, I'm not going to be going back there ever again. <laughs> uh, this movie Say is goodbye, fantastic. Everyone. Yeah. And hey, look, I'll um, I think I'm ready to put the stamp down. I think we are in a new day and age. I think we've turned the corner, turned the page, whatever phrasing or metaphor you want to use. Um Video game adaptations are starting to get better. Look, we've had at this point Detective Pikachu. We've had uh, two good to great Sonic movies. We've had Last They're of Us. Away. Yeah, uh, Last of Us. We've got this. Like, it's it's more than just a fluke you, uh, at this point. You saw Uncharted, right? You love that as well. Uh, uh, pass. I'm not saying everything's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> not saying everything's perfect, but I am saying that now we are starting to see if you put love and care into it, if you cue close to to what made that property so popular uh, and um, well received initially, uh, there will be critical and or financial results, uh, positive results. Um, all of these movies have either been critically acclaimed or financially successful or both. So I'm happy to see that um, this trend is reversing. Uh, don't ever touch the Resident Evil franchise again. Just let that die buried um, because they obviously you can't adapt that. You wouldn't want to see like a real hardcore horror type of Resident Evil game In like movie? 10 years. In 10 years. There's been, yeah, okay. look, it's so, yeah, so it's kind of like the Fantastic Four in that way, right? Like, Fantastic Four, it's been almost 10 years since the last iteration, like, between the original movies, which were eh, a little shaky, and then that uh, reboot that they did, which really just annihilated the franchise, like, I think that was one let... of the movie titles for uh, one of the Resident Evils, too, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, you just at, at some point you just have to let the nuclear radiation just die off. Like just let it blow over. Come revisit this franchise again in ten years. Yes, I would entertain something further down the line. But like, look, not now. How I'm many too, shots have they scarred. had with that? The, the, the problem yeah. with Resident Evil is they they tried to reinvent the wheel like six or seven different times. Were there cool moments from the series? Yes, there were. There were there. I and I think of a couple that like like the fight with um, I think it's like Chris and Claire against um Wesker and in like the fifth one. I don't know which one it is, but it's really good. It's a cool scene. I love the first Resident Evil movie. But they every movie they just keep trying to do something that's not Resident Evil. It just turns into right. a zombie movie. Um, if they uh, give me six seven years down the line, give me a movie a a, a true recreation of resident evil one and two i'm in i'm i'm all in <laughs> but they tried to do that with the first resident evil movie with my uh i almost said my lacunas um mila jovovic mm-hmm. and it just it they tried to put they tried to reinvent the franchise in a movie form and it did not work yes and and that goes precisely to what i was talking about which all these other movies that that were successful in some form or another um were because they they stuck close to the source material, right? And yep. 
Look, Don't forget I mean, about as the, long- uh, the latest Mortal Kombat, too. I thought that was pretty successful. That was good. Well, yeah. So yeah, I, I admittedly, I was not a fan of that. But in terms but that, of, that made a ton yes, of money financial and critical success, yeah. yeah, I can't argue that. Yeah. Um, I should so, say a ton, so, yeah, but it, That's it another did example. Well. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. So Nintendo um, or video game properties in general, I think, are on the upswing. Uh, so happy to see that Super Mario Brothers for being almost like a godfather, like the IP in the video game world. It's great that we got such a great adaptation. And yes, I did say great because on a scale of one to five, I am giving this four point two five stars out of five. Um, very, very. Uh, very good movie, uh, great movie, in fact, and highly recommend it, kid or adult. I think you will get some enjoyment out of this. That's my thoughts on the Super Mario Brother movie. Boys, take it on home. What do you got, Harry? How about you? Yeah, for me, um, I was going to say uh, very well said there about video games, Greg. I, I would 100% agree with you uh, with that. Um, even though the, and I think if I read correctly, this movie only cost about 100 to make. Uh, they made that up, I think, before the weekend. So, um, you know, I mean, after, you know, before, you know, ads or whatever it is. So, yeah. um, I definitely. That's wild considering how good it looks. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And that's where I'm. That's that's what happens when you have a, a competent studio that's so good at animation. Like I said, I'm not saying they recycled, right. but I'm just right. saying like some bones and structure there um, yeah. in regards to it, which helps. Um you know, I, I'm on board with you, and I mentioned this earlier. I'm many Mario U- universe movies adaptations, sequels. Um, listen, I'm not looking for four a year. Um, I wouldn't even be upset if we only got one a year. But I think to keep this gravy train rolling, um, let's let's get one one out a year starting in 2024 um, at least. Um, also, uh, we didn't really talk about it, but I really enjoyed. I know we mentioned a little bit the Rainbow Road fight sequence. Um, mm. Would just enjoy that in future installments of this of the of the universe. Like, just throw out another map and just have it fit into the movie with with carts. Um, Dude, you know, that whole cart selection scene, I love. Yeah, it felt yeah. like you know. Straight from straight ripped from the game, and and mm-hmm. you know, um, since we're in our closing thoughts, there was a there was a young kid, not my nephew, who sat next to me, who, you know, as soon as he sat down next to me because they were in the wrong seats and they ended up moving next to me, he was kind of chatty about like his excitement for the movie, and I started to get a little nervous that this kid is maybe a little too young, but boy, was I wrong. He uh, he Will was you be my new daddy. I. He was <laughs> oohing and on at every perfect moment when you know when when you talk about that cart scene where they're picking out he was looking at it like that's what i do on the game and <laughs> it was just really sweet and every time a new character popped up or when he saw diddy he just yelled out diddy kong and it was just it was it was too sweet too cute um really really helped i think the score for me for this movie or really helped me feel like it's okay for things to be not exactly for me do you know what right. I mean? Like, listen, we 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 vented some complaints about, oh, I wish Luigi wasn't sidelined, or oh, I wish this wasn't this so video gamey in this moment, or I really wish the script would have had more to it. But at the end of the day, this is a fun movie, and sure, if you're a critic who isn't familiar with the universe, this probably looks like a, a heaping pile where you're like, I don't understand what these characters are doing. You know, uh, we saw this with uh, with uh, shout out former uh, guest uh, host Tim. Oh, not a host, but guest member Tim. Um, when Yoshi showed up, he turned to us and said, "What was that about?" 
and we had to tell him it was Yoshi. And because he doesn't know anything about the universe. And he was like, oh, that's, that's how that feels. He said, that's how that feels. Because <laughs> literally, whenever you see an Avengers Marvel. movie, I yeah. come out of it. Yeah, with Marvel, it's like, hey, wh- who is that? And it's like, oh, that's Captain blah, blah, blah from the Gexy universe. And it's like, oh, here he comes. And it's like, cool, man. Can't wait. Um, so, yeah, there was just uh, the, the re- listen, not everything has to be. All right, be- hold on. Let's put Yeah, a- go ahead. Hey, Tim, I'm calling shenanigans because Yoshi was Uh-oh. in the original Super Mario Brothers movie also. Let well, us not forget. Listen, I don't he has know. to know who Yoshi is. Not a Nintendo guy, that, that Tim. So I don't <laughs> I know guess. what to tell you. Just a, <laughs> just a Call of Duty guy, my, my man yeah. Tim. Um, but yeah, listen, not everything has to be. I mean, we talked a little bit about the Rotten Tomatoes score. 57% from critics, 96 for the audience. Um, I, I got to tell you, go with go with the audience on this one. It, mm-hmm. it will be okay. Um, sometimes movies, you know, listen uh, – it's just it's a fun time. It makes you feel nostalgic for being a kid again. It makes you feel, you know, some moments inside when especially when that score and the visuals kick in. Um, highly recommended if you have had any childhood that involved, you know, Mario or any type of Nintendo game. Um and uh yeah, I scored this four four stars. Um I was right there along with you, Greg, lockstep. I always talk about half star if we're within that range. We're, we're, we're aligned. Um, and yeah, I hope, I hope there's many Mario universe movies to come. Can't wait for the sequel. I'll be there opening night. So hands, I'll toss it over to you. Yeah. I mean, you guys kind of said everything that was on my mind. Um, I mean, in terms of rating, I'm, I'm, before I get to that, I'm, I'm kind of in line with, with where you guys are. Um, I, I'm, I'm a, I've been a huge Mario fan since I, I played, I would say maybe like 75% of the games that are out there. Um, outside of maybe like some of the newer ones. That's why I'm getting into Odyssey. Um, getting into Odyssey now. I, I, I'm actually going to jump into Luigi's Mansion after this. So thank you. I looked, nice. looked up the price. So thank God Disney, I mean, not Disney, uh, uh, Nintendo's putting that on sale. Uh, so for once, and it's going to go back up with $70 for another four years. Um, yeah, I, there's a lot. It's, there's a lot in this movie that I, there's. I guess the biggest thing is the potential moving forward, and this was a good introduction of what did, what Nintendo or you know what Illumination wants to do for future projects. Uh, Greg, I agree with you in terms of what the next project should be. I, the next project could be something simple and just do like a Mario Kart movie, and just a movie based yeah. around Mario Kart, which I think would be really cool. Um, Super Mario RPG, I think that's the most narrative one of a movie of Super Mario's, like in terms of, I don't want to say complexity, but I want to say that's the most probably story based, the strongest story of a of a Mario game that they have out there. A lot of other ones are just you do random stuff and you save the princess. That's right. Um, so I think that would be. I think there's a lot of potential there. I, I not everything has to be a cinematic universe. And we learned that from certain things in the past that like certain, you know, the DCEU messed it up completely. Marvel has handled it very well for 35, 40 plus projects. And I'm afraid my biggest fear out of, of Mario is that they're and they're and I already know they're going to do it is they're going to milk this franchise until its last penny. And which which scares me because. I don't want them. I would love for for a, like Illumination to get the rights to do a Zelda movie and like Castlevania, Metroid. I think they're all strong, um, all strong stories that can be told. 
And I think it would be pretty neat to see like a Metroid animated movie. Would it be I'd probably be better live action the more I think about it. But I'm afraid they're going to try and build this in 10 years into like, hey, now that we have all these movies made, we're going to do a Smash Brothers movie. Would it be cool? I don't know. I don't I like it's kind of like I have a feeling that in 10 years we're going to get a Super Smash Brothers movie and it's going to just kind of just be like a fan service event. I'll be there. I'll be there day one. I I'll be honest. I don't foresee that happening. Number one, I, I think, you know, even though I have I did suggest all these ideas, I don't think Nintendo is going to go that route. I do think that they're going to keep a steady hand. And do a slow and steady rollout of stuff. And I also, I don't think that there will ever be any conjoining of properties to, to make a shared universe. It just, I, it doesn't seem to fit. And I don't, I don't know that like in a video game, sure. Smash brothers works, but like, I, I can't see them ever putting forth a whole narrative for it and that's what i hope for that not to happen but just like in my mind i just feel like everything's trying to be a shared universe and yeah, yeah. and it just like and, and coming from someone who loves all these properties it's like i don't want i i i i hold like zelda the zelda properties like real like dear near and dear to my heart like it's i i'd love most zelda games and same with mario it's where yeah. i don't want them to milk this into just be like a cash cow and and the quality of movies starts going down only to do like fan service. And I'll, and a perfect example would be, and this might not be the best one, but like, look at Endgame. Endgame was the culmination of a lot of movies, a lot of stories, but majority of that movie was fan service. And I think there was a lot of things in there. You and like Endgame? Are we talking about one of the most successful movies of all time? Is that that doesn't movie? money doesn't mean that anything movie? to me because Transformers are successful and that and and they just and well, money they're horrible. means a lot to the studios that make the movie. Um, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like I I, I, turn, I no I never said I don't like it. I, I don't put words in my mouth. But Endgame I think could have been a better movie, but I think at that point in in the story it was more fan service like that last hour of that movie that last battle was callbacks and fan service events to like what we wanted to see and it was all callbacks to the previous movies i'm not saying i didn't like it but that's what it was that that's that's kind of tough though because like infinity it, it's it's almost like the second half of a movie right like infinity wars part one end game is part game two is, end game is part so two, right. so not only are you wrapping up 2025 movies you're also acting as a direct sequel to another movie so i like look i'm you have a valid point i'm not arguing that i'm I'm not and i'm not trying to it's also like it's a very unique circumstance i'm not yeah and i'm not trying to take any any credit away from endgame i love endgame but it's just like i think that 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 piece of garbage endgame yeah i yeah i didn't come (laughs) into this going like i can't believe they made endgame what a horrible movie um but i just i don't for some of these characters, like I, I've lately, I and you know, I've I've gone the route of I don't I haven't gone to the movies lately. I don't go to the movies lately. Most of my time is free time is spent either on video games or you know reading or watching something at home. Um, and I think that I, I you know I like Zelda and Mario. Now that I'm going, playing past Mario games. I, I really just I hope the future it, it, they stick it they stick with just Mario or bring in like you know Waluigi and and Wario. 
um, bringing that Wario thing that they had, if you remember the um, the three D, the first three D thing, or not three D, virtual. Do you virtual remember that? Boy? It was it was a Virtual Boy where everything was red. Yeah, yeah, yeah they had a Wario boy. tennis game. Um, you know, bring that in, incorporate that into it, bring all of it. Um, but I, I think it'll be interesting to see how they. I, I, I think it's inevitable that they that they bring in Waluigi and, and Wario. Um, just you know when when they do it, and you know the stories that they want to have. They could tell a completely original story like they do with all the games, where they don't link together, which I'm fine with. Um, and it doesn't need to be a continuing story. I think that would be a cool way to do right. it too. But I just don't right. want I, I I whatever they do, I just want it to stay at this quality because I mean like my ranking with this is four out of five stars. And that's I, I agree hey, with I agree with what you had said, Greg, where is this is if, was there ever a video game curse and what is it broken? Uh, and, and I know it wasn't a video game, but it's nerd culture, Dungeons and Dragons. I haven't seen it, but I heard a lot of people had a lot of fun with that and and, I had and fun. recommended it. Yeah. Our very and you're not, Harry Hipple. <laughs> And you're, and Harry, you're not like a Dungeon and Dragon Dragons like I am not frequent player. No, so and I know kidding? a lot he's, of people. He's DMing every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I yeah, know you guys. That's you not, guys won't come over. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's not a direct. It's not a video game. I know there's video games based on it, but it's same type of of yeah. culture. Um, and is, is the mold broken where we're going to start getting quality video game movies? Which I hope. I hope we get some projects Jesus that. Christ. That haven't been touched. Like I don't want to see a Call of Duty movie. I don't. Uh, we've had them. We've had Jarhead, The Kingdom, or whatever movies you want to you want to throw out there. We've had them. Um, I don't. I think I'd just be a regular war movie to be honest. But I, I I think to break into some of these, you know, like if they touch, maybe do a Metroid movie. I think that'd be cool. Um, you know, Red Dead Redemption, like that kind of stuff. Jack Black, I, I, I stand with Jack Black. He uh, he said that he would like to see. He a Red said Dead oh, a Red movie. Dead movie. Yeah. I already I already had him cast as someone, um, as uh, as Mister Pearson from Red Dead Two. Mwah, would be perfect. There you go. So get me get uh, me on the phone. Well, quick sidebar too about video game movies. This is actually not the only video game movie that dropped recently. Uh, I also watched Tetris on Apple. And I really enjoyed it. I, I gave that four stars. As well. It's a little bit different because it's more about the uh, purchasing of the rights yeah. to Tetris. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah, but it. I was pleasantly surprised at how I still count it. Was. That's a video game movie. That's a yes. Moneyball oh, yeah, is a baseball sure. movie. For sure. Moneyball is a baseball movie. Tetris is a video yeah. game movie. One hundred percent for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. But oh yeah. But yeah, I I do want I I thank you for recommending Tetris. I and honestly, I watch a lot of stuff. I watch it on Apple TV. I've seen the Tetris preview at least a hundred times. Yeah. They play it in front of everything and in the middle and all the ads. But I've heard excellent things about it. So I definitely think you will like it, Hans. For cool. sure. Anyone watch Air? Uh, off topic. I saw Air. I might go see that this weekend. Okay. Cool. All right. I might check it out next weekend. All right. Sorry, I just want to put All that right. on there. <laughs> Glad we can uh, share our plans with the world. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, let us know what you thought about Super Mario Brothers or Nintendo's game plan for either you know future Mario installments or or movies based on their properties going forward. How do you think this is all going to shake out? Uh, are there any other... Um, nintendo properties you'd like to see adapted mm. uh thank you guys so much for sticking in there um 
We love y'all. Uh, hands, anything for the peeps? No, thanks for listening. Any suggestions that you want us to talk about? Uh, anything we might have missed? Let us know. Especially about Super Mario Brothers. Um, if there was any Easter eggs that you think that we may we didn't really touch on or that you may have caught that we didn't let us know. Um, I always love going back and rewatching stuff uh, when other people point some things out that I might have missed. So, yeah. Harry, anything for the peeps? No, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, appreciate it. We'll see you guys in two weeks uh, for another another wonderful topic uh, that will that will fill your brains. But um, yeah, go check out Super Mario Brothers if you haven't seen it and you listen this far. Thanks, thanks so much. We appreciate you guys listening to our voices. <laughs> you sounded like a I don't know why you sounded like a smooth uh, like overnight DJ. Ooh, like yeah. And thanks, thanks, thanks for coming out, and we'll this see you guys in two weeks. Double H signing off, and Hollywood hands coming at you. Right. <laughs> Next time, <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Until then, make sure you always live spicy. Spicy.